everybody it's cole McAllister, your host and i got a couple announcements for you guys um some events this weekend going on that are going to knock your socks off um first one we got here is friday the 13th at mauville muse conscious kickpack is bringing their showcase of great local artists starts at 9 p.m 9 p.m. is what I meant to say. $7 advance, 10 at the door, is hosted by DJ Marty McFly and is featuring a couple local artists including Jackson Place, Duround Hero, Equinox, DK, OBS, and many, many, many more. If you guys don't know where that is, it's on 212 4th Street, downtown by the Royal Mile. Please check it out. It's going to be a great time. And also going on the next day, March 14th, is Sham Rockin' at 7 p.m. in Ankeny. It's going to feature some um, local artists such as Kyoto, Crayfish, Lolo Savage, and many, many, many more. This is going to take place at the Courtyard by Maria. It's going to be a great time. And yeah, stay tuned for the show. Okay. Got your headphones on? Yep, good. Hello. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> um, you're listening slash watching to the McAllister Hours. I am your host, Colin McAllister. And today I am joined by a good friend. Um, I refer to you as Teresa, but it's Parker Teresa is your legal name, correct? Well, there's a story behind that. We'll get into it later. You want to get Okay. Yeah, cool. So for now, let's just refer to her as Teresa. Teresa Edwards? Okay, Teresa Edwards. I'll make sure to... <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, so how are you doing today? I'm not too bad. Um, let's see if I can stop this fucking music. I need to... That intro music always goes too long. Um, so me and Teresa just got done watching Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf. Um... Written by Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, um, co-starring Shia LaBeouf, and um, before we get into that, I think we're gonna watch the trailer. What do you think? Let's watch the trailer. Yeah, let's. Here, one. Try, try talking again. Let's watch the trailer. Okay, well, let's watch the trailer. Cool. There you go. real hard be a 12 year old pie fight Ugh. it's not a pie fight think it through what's your mother got a job for just in case in case what i don't in case know. you fail in case you don't no. work out yes man she's filling your head full of fear i pump you full of strength it's your phone silent by the way you got what it takes you're a star and i know it that's why Is your phone silenced i'm your cheerleader honey okay boy. I don't need to talk about my dad. Stop! Wait, what are you... 
Good take, good take. You did it, you did it. Good job, everybody. My dad's not the reason I drink. He's the reason I work. I'm getting Come, Come here. Come here. Child life Oh, this is his debut. Yeah, I got rodeo clown instincts. Well, I could never make it in Hollywood. Interesting. You could if you started when I did. How do you think it feels to have my son paying me? How do you think that feels? You wouldn't be here if I didn't pay you. Yeah. Um. So I get fuck. No. Ah, shit. We don't want to do that. Okay, so, Teresa, what was your take on the film? What'd you, what'd you think? Tell us a little bit. I, you know, I thought it was really, really brilliant. Um, it didn't go as, as deep as I would have liked to have had him explore, but it's definitely a filmmaker's movie. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely touched some places that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, no, I, um, I, th I think I don't want to spoil anything, but I think the relationship between him and his father was just um, done beautifully. I think he really, um, I mean, obviously, I didn't come from anything like that, but I think with any parent, you kind of, you can relate on some level to that movie, you know. I agree. I think I think the struggles with parenthood are universal, no matter what background you come from, even if you have some added challenges from certain areas. So yeah. Sorry, we're trying to, as always, work in progress, but uh, our next, gu next guest, D-Wavy, will not have to deal with the uh, audio malfunctions that we got going on right now. Um, yeah, okay, so one of the things I really, um, we may talk about this a little bit, one of the things I really like about this, about this film is how they kind of, um, there's a character in the film who's uh, alluded to or made out to be a prostitute. And her and the um, the boy, the main character, have a relationship kind of throughout the film. And I really kind of thought that was a uh, um, poetic um, telling about, you know, what it is to be a whore in the industry. Um, as the boy is obviously a whore himself to both his father and Hollywood. I think that was a really um, beautiful res representation. What do you think? I think that's a, a brilliant ex exposition on that. I, I agree 100%. I'm sorry, I just, I get even a little bit away from this mic and it cuts out. Yeah, you got it. everybody? Yeah. The, my, I got it. My tip is to just, like, not try to touch, just, like, you know, talk into the mic. Try not to touch it too much, you know? Um, but anyways, you were saying. Um, it's, I agree 100% that it was a great allegory to his own personal life and what he was going through as a whore to the industry and. Maybe that person really existed for him, but it, we know it's uh, semi-autobiographical. It's not 100% autobiographical, but uh, it's based on his own life and his own life experiences as a young actor. And it was really brilliantly done. So this is pretty long. We don't have to write, watch the whole thing, but this is... This is uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I heard you don't like your outfit. Oh, it looks so stupid. I look like a like a like a corduroy karate kid. Look at this. Look at this. You know what? Maybe you'll 
start a thing, you know? This is ridiculous. This <laughs> <laughs> idea went haywire, but we're here. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sure How we can CGI you, it all out good? and fix it. How are you okay. doing? How's everything? Doing well. How are you? Boy, that movie's great. That movie you wrote and star in, it is a fantastic movie. Thank you. You, you like it, I assume. I right? do. I like it, yeah. It came out the way you hoped it would? It did. Better than I hoped it would. It is about your life. You play your dad, yes. or character largely based on your dad, and yes. then there are actors who do a great job playing a young version of you. Incredible, yeah. And you wrote this movie while in court-ordered rehab. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Which is, a, did you say, hey, I got this time, I'm going to be in here, I'm going to do this? Was this something you set so, out to do? Yeah, I guess it? I forgot about that. That he actually wrote this in rehab, and you can you can see that well, after watching the movie, you can you tell. Can, you can tell, and and I I actually spoiler I knew all this be long before we ever watched this movie tonight. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to watch the movie for since I first learned about it. Yeah. Like I like Shia LaBeouf, and uh, it's mostly because of a movie he did called Man Down, um, which most people will never see and not like. But I know a lot of people know him from Even Stevens and the Transformers films, and um, I know him from other things, and I think he's a versatile artist. So, no, he's a hell. I mean, I think I think he's um, morphed quite a bit in his last couple of years. Um, I do think he is a little bit. He's definitely out there, but I mean, it works for comedic effect too. You know, um, do it, just <laughs> do it. That was actually really good. Really Yesterday, good you said today. <laughs> That was actually really. Uh, do you know good the story behind that? I do not. Uh, <laughs> so um, there was a I don't remember what school, but they uh, the school had an assignment um, for a final paper. All these kids had to write this final paper, and the uh, the purpose of the well, not the purpose, but one of the results of this was that Shia Buff was going to read through every paper. And one of this paper that became the viral video, it was written by this kid literally right before class started, and it, it was just you know it was literally the video. Do it. I didn't know that. That's really funny. I had no idea. Yeah. Hey, good on that kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he might have failed the class, but he made internet history. So <laughs> much, uh, much He's greater achievement. life. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's keep watching this. You you PTSD, he talks about writing. this is how you get to the solution. Stuff. The only way out is through. So I started writing all these dark chapters, you know, uh, of my life, and it wound up being this this script form thing. Sent it to my friend. Became a movie. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Is it true that you now keep in touch with the police officer who arrested you? <laughs> officer Brian. That's brilliant. He invited me to go fishing yesterday. <laughs> he invited you to fish yesterday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I'd imagine that when that incident occurred, you didn't think you'd be a fishing buddy at no. the time. Oh, yeah, it takes interesting turns, it doesn't it? It takes interesting turns. What so. kind of fishing were you was he asking you to do? Well, we were crabbing down there, so he'd probably be taking me crabbing, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you couldn't go because you're doing this. Okay. So when anything, I got out, anyways. I wasn't gonna do the Peace Corps no more. So uh, we had actually so. signed up. Yeah. And then went into this rehab facility, was there for two months, had written this thing, plans changed. So when I got out, I wasn't gonna do the Peace Corps no more. 
So uh, we had a, a little conversation about it. They were very peaceful about it. Uh, 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 they didn't threaten to sue? No, no, very, very calm. Listen, I'm not going to come. That's OK. <laughs> it's not like the Navy or something like that. Yeah, it's like the Marine Corps, <laughs> where once you sign up, you're in. It doesn't matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Now, this movie is, is very moving and, and really troubling in a lot of ways because mm. you had a really tough childhood. Mm. If people saw you as a kid actor, even Stevens and all this stuff, but boy, the life you were living was certainly not glamorous. And it makes me wonder how your dad felt about you playing him. Did you tell him beforehand? This My dad's a pretty uh, off-color character. He wasn't like too enthused about me playing him. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't know how you are with I don't know dad. why that would be. Yeah. Dad, but God, I wonder. Trying to have me play him, so I lied to him and told him uh, that uh, Mel move. Gibson would be playing him. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson. Brilliant. That's good. That would have been, right. been fucking great. I know that would have been great. Sorry, Fuck the Jews. <laughs> They're both just as crazy, I, I think. So. I said, "Listen, man, it's not like that." Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! And has your father seen the movie yet? Yes, he has. Yes. And how, how did he take it? Oh, uh, well, I didn't ask him. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I watched him watch it on webcam. Oh, he did. Yeah. Did he yeah. know you were watching? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I told him, "Listen, you know, I don't want to hear your review. I just want to watch you watch it." So I sat and watched him watch on, uh, on uh, you know, he's big on Facebook. He has all these robot friends, all these Russians. <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, he's got to get those and, digs uh, in where he can. And when you watch the movie, so he does the face uh, you get it. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. So I said, let me just watch you watch it, man. And it wow. was really emotional. Yeah, I would imagine so. I, 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 I was watching it. And I was he's funny as fuck, though, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he's, oh, my God, dude, he's hilarious. You have to watch his story. Of him telling about his arrest, probably from the same officer, but uh, when he was arrested in New York City, and uh, <laughs> it's it's just really great. Um, if we can find a clip of it, you'd uh, be hilarious as hell. But it's on one of the one or two of the talk shows, maybe even Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not sure. That sounds familiar. Um, is was it when he was was it when he was up in nightclub? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Lay, lay Miz or something. Yeah, yeah, Miz? he lit up a cigarette. Uh, no, it was cabaret. Family, cabaret. Oh, yep, cabaret, cabaret, cabaret yep. Together. Yeah, he's shit-faced drunk and lit up a cigarette. absolutely hilarious. does seem that way, doesn't it? He's pretty well put together now, I think. He's mostly recovered from his episode. Well, here, you've seen that picture of him getting arrested. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, God, we could do a whole uh, podcast just on Shia LaBeouf. Just on Shia LaBeouf, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I love it. La-B-Oof. Um, Beowulf. struggles. No, he's wearing like a pot shirt. <laughs> and he's like, he's either well, going through customs or getting that, arrested. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I... <sighs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Everybody must get stoned. That's great. I love it. Yeah, I like I, that. I love it. He's a he's very provocative, and uh, I I like his I like his work, and I know about his his art with um, you know you will not divide us. Do you remember that? <laughs> I liked his art around that. I liked his conviction, and I think that's what I like about him as an artist. And I'm I'm sorry, even. Uh, centimeter away from where i'm supposed to be in this kind well, of well i think out. you're it's, like talking on the side of the, the microphone you know it kind of moves a little bit oh, I, think does this, it? I think the screw is loose mm. like so many of our brains 
with uh, its slips <laughs> and moves, and I, I don't know how to tighten the mic, or I would, but I apologize. I, I think you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, that one-on-dividus thing, that was interesting, to say in the least. Um, but let's, yeah, let's watch this video and his arrest. You went to the you oh, it is Jimmy Kimmel. at the okay. musical yeah. cabaret. Oh, with no facial yeah. hair. Which That's seems a... like, a, first of all, a weird place for you Not to be Not Shia, in the first he place. always has facial hair. Yeah, right, yeah. How does yeah. one get arrested? No, Take us yeah. through it from the, you know, how does one get arrested <laughs> at Cabaret? So I land in New York. I'm coming back from Ireland. Okay. Visiting my As girl. one does. In Ireland, yeah. like when you go to Rome, you have spaghetti. You know, you, you go to Ireland, you <laughs> drink whiskey. He's yeah, obviously so rehearsed this, but it's really good, so. Yeah, yeah. I come back. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying. Uh, he could do stand-up. He, he could easily. Why does he not? I don't know. He doesn't want to limit it's himself. Yeah. Traditions yeah. Of the world yeah. yeah it well, he kind of just fun. fucks around so a lot. So That's I'm like his whole at a, thing. I'm sitting at a bar, yeah. and I'm, I'm drinking a whole lot of whiskey. Like, apparently in in Rapid City, he, like, has a – he just, like, spent a whole summer just, like, hitchhiking through America and, like, spending time in the woods and shit. Like just took some time off. We could, I, I mean, because he fucking can. He's fucking shot above. He can uh, do yeah, pretty much I mean, anything. he's not a woman either. He's not gonna get raped or anything. Yeah. So yeah, probably not. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe I he might. <laughs> it's hard to say. Happen. You'd be. I mean, you'd be raping Shia LaBeouf, though. I mean, is that what you would want? Would he to even be, be rape, or would he just be letting it letting it happen? I guess that would be the main question. I I don't know. It's a matter of consent, man. <laughs> There would need to be some uh, documentation about that, right? Or something. Okay. Right. Cup. It's South Korea versus I forget the other team, uh, Lithuania or something. Okay. And, and I really care at this point. I mean, I'm drunk enough to really care. <laughs> Who are you rooting for, South Korea uh, or uh, Lithuania? Lithuania. For sure. Okay. Uh, so, the underdogs. So I'm all I'm all Lithuania, and uh, and I go outside to have a cigarette, and there's this homeless man out there, and I I was I, I'm I'm same thing I'm working on here is uh, this homeless marine. And I start talking oh, to him, we start was, uh, having a conversation. Yeah, this and is when he was preparing for a man phone. down. Where he played a Marine, but I digress. Oh. I guess when, I don't know when that movie came out. When the I, I don't know out. either, hmm. but uh, that's around the same time period. But I digress. The show? Uh, it's a movie with... Uh, oh, oh, 2016. So that oh, would have been after. But. Ah, okay. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it played a role in it. Yeah, this explains out. it. Cause, so, so, yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. east of the wind, and I, I can't really calm him down. He starts running down the road after like 30 minutes of conversation. So I start running after him. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to calm this homeless man down in the middle of Times Square. Oh, only a drunk and, uh, person would have these thoughts, and we've all been there. Yeah. I'm trying to help you. Stop. And meanwhile, they think you're crazy and trying to kill him, and you're just trying to help. Exactly. Uh, this dude who comes up, and I don't know this guy, but he comes up to me. He says, hey, Shy, hey, man, I'm a big fan. I said, thank you. You know, he says, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm looking to turn it up a bit, you know? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to have a good night here. I just got in New York, you know? I'm oh trying to have God. a good time. As one would say, me. As one would. And we, we would know what's coming, you and I. I don't know about the audience, but we know what's coming. Oh, dear. Yeah, cabaret. Yep, cabaret. That's exactly what I'm going to do, cabaret. So, so I, he gives me a ticket. I go up to, I go up to the thing, and, and the cabaret is maybe a block away from my thing, from my uh, bar. So I go pay my Lithuanian <laughs> bill. I get outside. I, I, I'm walking uh, towards the thing, and, I, and it's starting now. The drunk is really starting to kick in. I'm really good and drunk <laughs> at this point. I make it into the theater. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Probably would be better if he had. Uh, you can make it into the theater at this point, knowing what happened. So. 
So I, I get in the theater, and it's set up in, 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 in an old club. So there's, you know, what I know of Broadway is it's like this kind of setup. And in, in this show, every, they had tables. And there was all these women in burlesque, and I'm like, oh, this really is some kind of party or something. <laughs> so so uh, I'm walking to my seat, and on the way to the seat, I see that there's this bar over here. And I go, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll have another drink, because I need one. <laughs> so I, I get another double whiskey, and I sit in my seat, and there's oh these two beautiful 50-year-old women. Women, and, and I say, uh, Oh, yeah, well, tonight's the night, ladies. What's it going to be? What do you want to drink? <laughs> and, uh, and they look at me like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I take it as a sign that they want exactly what I'm drinking. <laughs> so That's one does, Shia. Bar, and I get uh, two more double whiskeys. While I'm at the bar, there's a fruit plate. And I'm like, well, this is a really nice thing to just be offering fruit like this. So I start taking fruit off the fruit plate, and I'm feeding this other woman who looks about 50, 60 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget I'm even in the show anymore. And, and, uh, and after that finishes, I, I walk back to my seat with these drinks. Good and, intentions. Uh, and I put oh the God. drinks down, and they don't want nothing to do with it. And I say, well, all right, well, you're not going to have them, so I'll have them. Oh, my God. Of course God. he yeah. has now them. Now I've been Why there. waste it? All right, we've all been there. Yeah. Out <laughs> comes Alan Tudyk, or uh, Alan Cumming. Yeah, right. Alan yeah, Cumming, he's Alan a great guy. I love that guy. <laughs> so Alan Iverson's there, and, uh, and I'm, Iverson. I'm into it. You know, I never knew Alan Iverson was into Broadway. It's, it's and, Alan uh, Cumming. And yeah. uh, he's smoking a cigarette, so I go, oh, he's got kind of party. Perfect. I, I want to have a cigarette. Oh, All right, y'all no. need to look so up Alan Cumming. He's a, pull a cigarette great British here, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it after this. Yeah. To do with me. Nobody wants another doing, but I don't see them. I'm just seeing Alan Iverson in leather pants. <laughs> like, this is the craziest show I've ever seen. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then he he puts a cigarette out and he starts walking. He's like, he's, it looks like he's winking at me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, well, this is great. And at this point, I see the, the ballet guy who gave me the ticket. And I'm like, oh, hey, oh, what's no. going on, pal? And now everybody's looking at me. And now I'm feeling like, whoa, this is kind of weird. I know <laughs> that kind of show. Alan Cummings walks past me. I forget all about that again. And all I'm thinking about is the, the leather pants and him winking at me. And he walks past me and I, I give him a slap on the ass because I think he deserves it. Oh, my God. It. Probably and, uh, trying to save that. him from himself. <laughs> but it's too late for Shia at this point. Man I've ever seen. I'm thinking, you know, and I don't just slap and slap, but I oh, slapped and grabbed him. Oh, like that's I grabbed the, the whole cheek because I wanted the party <laughs> right here in my pants. I wanted to grab the whole party. I don't mean to interrupt. That's one of the male camaraderie things I never understood. I, I, I don't even being in the army. I never really saw people do that. I've heard about it and seen it on movies, but not yeah. in real life. But I'm a female, and even in the male-oriented military, I never even really saw that. Well, I think that's I different. I don't know what people do. Well, because I was like in basketball mm. and track and all that, oh, and okay. they did like basketball especially is where they they get you they get the whole ass I, I they get that whole palm and. <laughs> I don't get it either. What about the, the women did it too, is, though? Women did it too. Yeah, the women teams did. You would oh, see them. They go, boop, 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 boop. Well, I don't think it was like the same. No, it wasn't to the same extent, maybe. But I mean, it happened. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But what about the the towel thing? They do that. <laughs> Well, that's that's locker room right there. That's, oh, oh my God! Oh, that's, that's when they like, yeah, that, that, that's when they torture you. They they get a towel wet. Oh, this is. 
Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Anyways, I was just saying I don't understand that. And so he, he he finds a way to wiggle out of my Hercules grip, and uh, and I'm a little disappointed about it. So I think it's time to have another cigarette. So, oh my god! So I start having a cigarette, and a security guard comes up and says, "Can you put the cigarette out? No problem." Anyway, we get to intermission, and a, a person tells me there's another party outside, and I'm thinking, "Oh well, okay." And uh, and I see six cops having their own party. Okay, it's a party, all right. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, anyways, they wind up taking me to the station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right along, or, uh... No, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. come to the station. Yeah, right. And so, so... Come with so us. I, I get to the station, and I quickly realize, this isn't, I'm not supposed to be here, you know? This is not, I'm not made for this setup. You know, I, I get in there, and, uh, and, you know, I'm, you know, this dude says, oh, Whitey's here, it's time for snitching, and I'm... Oh, oh boy. So, so my possum is like... You gotta do something, man. You gotta do something. You're gonna die in here. So I turn into Tupac, and now I'm now <laughs> now I'm ripping my shirt off and I'm doing push-ups. Like oh you know, don't mess with me. Oh my I'm god! Crazy, you know what I'm saying? And, but and, yeah, and probably not a great like, idea. Well, not, he's drunk. That, well, maybe not being drunk, but that's actually like what you want to do in prison. You like you want to be the you want to like make it instant that you're the dominant. You don't want anybody to fuck with you. So I mean, but alive. yeah, he's. New York City lockup. Yeah. Or drunk tank <laughs> behavior. So I'm not sure it applies, but I digress. Yeah. I'm like Captain. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't want to. Trying to help you out, Shia. He's beyond help. Anyway, so then they, they fingerprint me. They fingerprint me to do the whole business. And I'm, I got I to get out of this little cell with these six dudes. I'm tripping. And uh, and so, so I figure, you know, I'm going to spit on this cop's shoe. That's my way out. So I oh, spit my on shoe, God. I'm looking at him, and it was. And he put a mask uh, on me, a Hannibal mask and a lead jacket. Oh. And ushered me into my Ooh. private little dwelling uh, where I sat for 25 hours. And then um, they gave me a McDonald's egg sandwich. <laughs> that was awfully nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's the story. I, I don't wow. think they do that for every inmate yeah, that they night. arrest. <laughs> I mean. I think they don't want to do that for Shia. Yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all very interesting. Um, I think he's definitely, uh, you hear about a lot of child celebrities like, uh, Colin McCulkin, um, other people who really, really became fucked up being child actors. I think this, this movie really brings that to light. Yeah. I mean, we've, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like Colin Culkin's age and I can, uh, I remember growing up with him simultaneously, and I, I can't believe I'm the same age as Macaulay fucking Culkin, but uh, I am. He looks and, like uh, 10, 15 years yeah, older than you at this he, point. He, he does. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what the hell. But to my knowledge, I mean, he never got arrested that I know of. Uh, I remember he got married really young and then divorced. Yeah. But um, I was really just being a weird character and looking kind of odd, which I, I guess, I mean, Hollywood does when you grow up yeah. with the Hollywood machine. Um, as far as I know, he never did the things Shia LaBeouf or any of the other, like, uh, what the fuck is that tiger blood guy? Charlie Sheen. Oh, that, Charlie uh, Sheen, who was very young. Winning. He was caught by the machine. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was winning. <laughs> oh, absolutely winning. That's about the dumbest question in the world, obviously. Oh, that's, a, that's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I, I just didn't even... I don't know. It's really strange. Um, I don't know. I it, I think it's a hard life. Uh, I think that kid actors have it hard. I think you have to write people in your corner to, to come out of it alive. Yeah. I mean, really alive and not just 
drowning yourself in alcohol or drugs or you know other mental mental health issues that don't get addressed so well you know it's kind of interesting because a lot of those characters too they end up getting out of it and just leading normal lives you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know unless yeah. seeing them or recognizing them yeah it's interesting yeah i mean there's a lot of people that uh long before your time coleman there was a uh, oh geez what's his name um Corey's one of the Corey's. You remember? Uh, you remember the Lost Boys? Corey Feldman, um, no. the Goonies. I mean, I'm familiar, but I'm not really familiar. We'll, we'll help him on this, and we'll educate <laughs> him and bring him up to speed on really great movies that he needs to see that are before his time. But there's a uh, Corey Feldman, and then there was another Corey. I can't remember his last name, but forgive me at this moment. But he uh, basically just had serious drug and alcohol problems and uh they were known as the two Corys and and you you would probably remember something about this if i showed you pictures you'd be like oh yeah i know who you're talking about but um well well, let's look it up who's the guy um look up Corey feldman or the two Corys, and we'll find the other guy's last name that sounds familiar yeah Corey feldman's familiar uh the other Corey though he's dead because he Oh, this you guy. Remember, you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Guy. Fuck. What was he? I don't know. He's done a few things. Oh, uh, he. Ah, uh, shit. What movie is that? I, I was. I was such a little. License <sighs> to Drive came out. I was a little kid, so I don't really remember uh, a whole Did lot he? about it. But. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought he came out talking about sexual he sexual did. abuse and, and that's another problem with oh. the, the alleged problem, probably real problem with the Hollywood industry with with kids. Is yeah. Oh, there's a huge you know, um, sexual exploitation and uh, sexual abuse, things like that. Yeah, I did not watch the Michael document, the Michael Jackson documentary. No, I have no interest um, in it. But uh, it's not for. It's I only have so many hours a day, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's n- there's physically not enough time to catch up on everything. I so mean, I, what's even the point? Yeah, I could, but I don't. I don't see anything I could really learn from it. I didn't already know. Exactly. Yeah, and the, well, that's but kind of the thing. Too. Sometimes yeah. think bad things happen. So. Yeah, but I guess what I recognized him from was Stand By Me. He was oh, also yeah, that's in... that's very good point. Yeah, with uh, Will Wheaton and... Yeah, River. Called, uh, well, River Phoenix, River Phoenix, yeah. yeah. Yep, exactly. And, and we know River died of a drug yep. overdose. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he died young. What was it? Very like young. Early 20s? Let's yeah, he up. was early 20s, I believe. Let's see when he died. I don't remember what year that was, but... He died yeah. in 93. He 93, was... wow. Oh, gosh. 23 years old wow yeah that's that's really sad and his his brother uh oh joaquin's joaquin is, it's just amazing he's fucked actor. Up too you know there's an old movie from the 80s and i say old with quotation marks because it's not horribly old but um uh there's a movie called parenthood with steve martin it's kind of a comedy that has hmm. um uh Oh, Joaquin is as a kid. Keep keep talking. I'm gonna it's, grab it's it's a really good it's a really good movie and uh, um, a comedy drama type thing. It's got um, oh gosh, I can't remember her name. Is it Ellen Weist? I, I don't remember either. Or uh, you can see that it you know Joaquin was he had the ability his brother River had. 
And it would have been interesting to see what would have became of River, because I saw him in a lot of other things. And there was a military movie I remember that he was in, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, not too long before he passed away, but um, yeah, I mean they they had gifts. And did you ever see My Private Idaho? I did actually. That it's was really been a good. long time. I had a, a Keanu. Yeah, Keanu. Kind of reason that it's been a long time since I saw that. I should really watch that again. It's weird. Um, that Gus Friend Strat guy is a really weird guy. Um, he did a movie. It was based off Kurt Cobain. I don't remember what's. It's not. I mean, it's very loosely based, but you can tell it's about Kurt Cobain. Um, oh wow! I don't. Yeah, I'd be interested <sighs> in seeing that. Let me see. I didn't see Running on Empty. I heard that was really good though. I vaguely remember it. It's been many years since I've seen it. As a movie aficionado, I feel really bad because I should really catch up on these movies that I love. That's well. That's. I mean, it's like what we were just talking about. I mean, it would take a lifetime. Too many. Yeah, there's only so many hours in a day. Ah, here we go. Last days. Nice. It's about Kurt Cobain. Well, it's it's a. I think it's a French film. Well, I think it's in French. That's okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously you can tell the the symbol, like you know. Yeah, you. Looks just like I him. mean, yeah, you can tell it's obviously referencing Kurt Cobain. Whether it's uh, how accurate it is. I mean, oh, it's not accurate not, at but all. But it's, it's probably got some good, oh, some good points about society and fame and things like that. Yeah, it does a really good job. Look, like it's like a fictitious version of Kurt Cobain in sure. his last days. Like they depict him like running out in the woods in the beginning. And like, just you know, obviously it's not accurate, but the idea is still um, there. Uh, you know, it's really funny. I was I was very young when he when he died. I do remember when he died. I don't I don't remember when you were born, Coleman, but I know. Talk about River. No, uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, um, I died. I well, it's not died. I'm still alive. I was born <laughs> in '95. '95. Okay. Yes, so he died before I was after, born. After after he died. So I remember when he, uh, Kurt Cobain passed away and. It was really disturbing because this hadn't happened a whole lot before with suicides. And I remember in our uh, high school, which was here in Des Moines, um, they were really concerned about all of us committing suicide or doing horrible things. And I remember them taking us aside in class and telling oh, wow. us individually in class that because they knew uh, what kind of an icon he meant to us and and how teenagers are so i mean they were trying to look the the teachers were trying to look out for us the administration was trying to look out for us and they were really and this is before school shootings were a common occurrence and things like that so they were but but they still they saw the writing on the wall and they kind of knew what was coming down the pipeline so kudos to them for at least trying to understand teenagers whether they did or didn't didn't matter (laughs) at least they attempted they attempted they really tried and they weren't trying to control us they were trying to let us um express our feelings and grateful i went to north high school where that could happen here in des moines so yeah horrible stories where that didn't really happen in des moines but um it was a really uh weird period of time and I can't believe it's something that I can live through and, you know, tell my future kids and things like yeah, that. It's exactly. really weird. I don't I ever thought this would happen to me at this point in my life. So abnormal. Yeah. Um, that whole thing was really sad. I mean, from, yeah. I mean, obviously I wasn't alive, but what I've seen and, you know, the, just the fact that they're at the peak of the career. Nirvana probably would not be what they are today if he hadn't killed himself. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very good point, and it's really, really, really hard to tell. But I also remember very vividly when Tupac 
was killed as yeah. well. And, and that was a very, another thing. It was a different kind of thing because it was a murder versus a suicide, but it was still... It was, it was the same effect where something simil- had been taken from us, you a, know? Yeah, a very similar effect. And uh, coming from a school where poverty was the, the modus operandi versus the exception. The exception was having more money than... Than most of us had. Most of us did not come from money at North High School at that time, and I think that's probably still the case. But um, it was it was really eye opening and um, really odd that all these things have happened in my life, and I I realized that the same kinds of things that have maybe happened in in generations before me is just going to keep happening. People are that affect us are going to pass away and we're going to have to deal with it and learn how to take what they taught us and bring it to the future. So, Yeah, exactly. Well, and <clears throat> one of the things that always really pissed me off about that is how, um, you know, the whole conspiracy theory that, um, um, yeah. what the fuck is it? Courtney Love, Courtney Love I, killed uh, him. I've heard it a thousand times. There's a whole website. There's the doc. Did you see the documentary? I have actually. Yeah, it's and kind it, of bullshit. I, I am not a fan, and uh, there are, there's I will no say there logical some, reason behind covering up this alleged. Yeah, you know, there's nothing that can come of this other than somebody that's. I think I have emotional issues, or maybe he's just looking for a financial gain. I'm not sure either, or it doesn't matter. It's not yeah. real. No, no. I mean, I lived through it. It's the the thing. I, the two things I take away from it are, um, I think, well, the. Fr- the first thing is it downplays the severity of, you know, what he was going through. You see those videos of him, you know, at concert, like, grabbing the can't here. Let's. let's Yeah, let's show that. I, don't, I haven't I don't seen that in a while. I don't know if we'll get fucked for copyright, but oh. I think at this point we're at down this the point, rabbit hole. What, yeah, I mean, somebody would have to take a serious interest. <laughs> yeah, right. Us, so. Yeah, I mean, you got, I think you have to get more than 100 views to, before I, anyone can. <laughs> um, probably. Let's see. Um um. Oh, we don't need to watch. I want like the compilation there. Or uh, <laughs> it's so hard because things are put up and taken down so immediately nowadays. The it's, a, it's hard. It's hard to isolate YouTube now. It's so tightly controlled. There's like I can't find it, but there's like some video where it's like a little bit of everything. I know what you're talking about because I've seen it before. When you said that, I I, I know what you're talking about. So this one obviously is earlier in the career. That's really early. This God, isn't related to his suicide. I mean, he was on heroin this whole time, though. Yeah, think, possibly. You know. I don't know. Well, I'm not if sure you, when he started it. Did you ever see Montage of Heck? What is it? Montage of Heck. I have actually. It's really good. Well, I know. I know he started using heroin like early. Like, I know, you know it was relatively early. I just don't know when. I don't. My Nirvana timeline stomach is cramps. fucked up. What was that? You know what? Stomach cramps. I. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't buy that entirely. I no, I'm not saying it was. Uh, no, but I know what he said. I know he said it was, and I I do believe his pain was real, physically, mentally, and otherwise. I I do totally believe that. I just don't think no. that most people turn to heroin for stomach cramps. Yeah. So there was something else involved. I don't uh, think it I was mean, just yeah. him. You know, it's not like uh, heroin's yeah. not the last resort or anything. <laughs> or oh, some, it is the last. Some, I guess what I'm saying is it is the last yeah. resort. Yeah. Yeah. There are probably plenty of other things you can use that aren't heroin yeah. for that kind Ow. of stuff. 
<laughs> have you watched this before? Yeah, hey, well, I've seen it's I've just... seen some of these clips. I've seen plenty of these clips. Let, hey, let me ask you something because you're a little bit younger than me. What, what's it yeah. like for you watching clips like this that I lived through? Is that bizarre as shit? Or no, what? you see, when I was growing up, I was um, really young, but I I was still yeah, so I will understand it. Um, I don't know when but I was relatively yeah yeah when I was growing up. I just grew up listening to a lot of old shit. Yeah. Um, my friends, you know, I was a 90s kid, so my friends yeah. were listening to their dad's CDs from, like, the 70s and 80s. They were listening to Black oh, Sabbath, so the ACDC. same stuff that I was still, that exactly. were my parents. So yeah. I always kind of grew up with a, a, a vision of looking back, looking back at things. I remember... Um, so you're well, a young millennial. I'm a very old millennial. I'm the oldest that you could be to be a millennial. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm technically. You might be Generation Z. Yeah, yeah I think sure. I'm technically. De- I'm like the old. I'm old, old Generation old Z. Gen Z yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember dial-up internet. Do you remember that? I the do. sound from AOL. Boop. Boop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally remember I vaguely that. I remember that. Yeah. Mom, can you get off the phone? <laughs> I'm in the middle of a fucking game. Come on. I didn't say that though. If I, I said F bomb, I would have been grounded for a long time. It would have been like Honey Boy, where it would have been acceptable. <laughs> you would have been grounded or something. Go smoke a cigarette in the bathroom. I don't think that would have happened in your family. You know, um, I don't want to spoil anything for the movie, but that I was know, one of the things to, to me that was like so, like that was obviously something that really happened in his life. Smoking I, that young. There's a scene. I think so. Yeah, and I've a, seen it in my in my friends. So I mean, I know it's a reality. Yeah. Uh, it's. I know people who started smoking before they were 10. But uh, it's more than just knowing people that started smoking that young. I actually, you know, I went to North High School. And I don't yeah. know if you know anything about North High School, but North High School is a very rough school and a lot of economic poverty. And um, yeah. it's in an industrial area of Des Moines. And while I have a great love of North High School, and I do for various reasons, um, it was still during the time very hard to go to. I did know a lot of friends that. That's what their parents were like, and they would do that kind of thing. And I was just really lucky. I had the right people in my life that guided me in a different direction. I did try to smoke, but I hated it, and it was terrible. You've actually so, tried cigarettes? Oh, I tried. I tried <laughs> many. I wanted to fit in. <laughs> I wanted to fit in badly. and so, But, you know, and it didn't work, and I choked every time, and I just I, came to I the wish I had choked. Stupid. I would- see, yeah. I mean, most people are not like me. They don't have such extreme reaction to cigarette smoke, but I did. Well, luckily, what, so luckily. if you don't mind me asking, like, what age did you, what age were you exposed to that cigarette? Uh, like, what, cigarette. like, when was that when you tried a cigarette? When would that have been for you? That's a good question. I think the very first time I tried it, I was probably ten. Oh but, wow! But, 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 but that was just a one-off kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. when I really tried to smoke, I was probably a freshman in high school. Okay. Um, every which what what? That's four, like fourteen. So that's even 13, still 14, that. Yeah, maybe thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, and I tried it when I was in the army. I tried it, and uh, it's a social activity, and it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's a stress reliever and a social activity. So I see why people do it. And it's addictive, so it helps. It makes you feel better. For the moment, it helps in the moment. It doesn't in the really moment. help. And long term, obviously, we know what the effects are. So, no, like uh, when when I've gone in and I was smoking, um, one of the things I've always noticed is um, when I quit for a long period of time, anxiety is fine. And mm-hmm. then I'll have I'll have a fit of anxiety, and mm-hmm. I'll have a cigarette trying to relieve my anxiety. Mm-hmm. But after you have the cigarette, your anxiety is actually heightened. So cigarettes actually okay. long-term heighten your anxiety, but in the short term, they relieve it. So that's why it's so that. addicting. I so you just keep trying to get that relief, and it's impossible unless you I quit. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, I see um, that. I'm just really happy and never 
it never stuck with me um well yeah and that's what i was trying to say is like um i started smoking well i don't smoke anymore but when i i smoked for about five years mm-hmm. well i started smoking probably when i was uh, just before i turned 19 mm-hmm. and i really think if i you know it's obvi- later than a lot of people I exactly know. i really think if i had been dumb and i had tried it when i was like that age i wouldn't have ever started smoking because i would have been i would have known for myself that's just such a shitty, that this is such a shitty thing that you can't they shouldn't yeah, do it. you see guys even generation z is not immune <laughs> to the addictions that we have readily available in this world and in america particularly yeah because it's just out there and, and um, our health care is such shit that you know we don't take care of people's mental health we don't yep. take care of people you know, we're really lucky that most of us are on stronger things, you know, yeah. ruining our lives in other ways that, you know, I think financially exempts a lot of us from doing things. Well, yeah, I mean, what's but, easier, buying cigarettes and some alcohol yeah. or trying to get an appointment with a doctor, like a therapist? You can I'm, easily go and do other things. Yeah. Uh, rather than it you can take a month to get an appointment with a doctor yeah, well yeah a psychiatrist i mean that's like a month and a half average oh there least. you go yeah especially here in iowa mm-hmm. especially in iowa yeah which are are we still last in the nation for mental health south dakota's last oh I think we're close we're, to last we're, <laughs> we're well, almost I will on say the it has end. gotten better we've gotten better it has gotten better over the last couple of years but yeah overall yeah. still pretty bad oh that's terrible um, we can do so much better we could we, we could but we don't <laughs> lutheran have you ever been to the uh, lutheran hospital the mental no i i have a lot of friends that have uh i've heard good things and mixed things so i don't know it's uh that's a shithole is it yeah you're better off not going honestly you're better oh, off just staying at home sad. and that's taking so, a week off that's so sad. <laughs> Most people, and that's the sad thing is a lot of people can't take a week off and you know i i've got a lot of you know, friends that use the VA mental health system. And yeah. I have mixed feelings. I mean, it's everywhere. We, we can definitely do a lot better. And Mental our, health is one of yeah. the biggest problems. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to have a really, sh- not a sh- segue, um, a distraction here. You're going to watch a little bit of this video and maybe talk a little bit about it. Why? Use the bathroom. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's pissed off moments. Be right back. <laughs> probably seen this before yeah i've seen a lot of his pissed off movements though (laughs) i don't know who that guy is singing is he an audience member or Oh, that's Kurt Cobain right there in the flannel, of course. Who's the hat guy? I think I think it's somebody from the audience. I don't know. He's probably like 60 years old now and a grandparent or something. I have no idea. Anybody recognize this guy? <laughs> oh, Seattle shenanigans. They're so edgy and deep. Yes, anger. Yeah, we've all been there. I get it. I think he's from the audience for now. You know, the weird thing is I think I know their... I think I know their entire catalog, Coleman. This is very odd. It's just kind of osmosis. I don't even have to listen or own everything. Oh, like you know all their music. I think I do just organically. I don't even... Oh, no. I I don't even own any CDs from them from back in the day. I I own other shit, but... Before we start this, um, 
No, I was probably as addicted as, to Nirvana as Kurt Cobain was addicted to heroin at one point. Oh, <laughs> oh God. no wonder. Okay, this explains so many things. Horrible. So yeah, I I listened to Nirvana like hardcore for like two years straight. So, oh, all the time. jeez. Okay. Um, I don't know how good or bad that was for mental health, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Okay, but if we go back, there's this part where he's holding, grabbing the camera. Like right there's. You'll probably fight. See where, where is this? Do we know where these shows are? Yeah, is this the Seattle oh, area? Or probably Seattle. Hard yeah. to say. He's got the short hair going on. They did a lot of touring, like in their home base or like overseas. Oh, like, I'd be so mad if I was. Oh, okay, makes yeah. sense. I get it. Yeah, no, I'm with him. I'd want him away from Fuck me too. Yeah. And off the stage. Where's the security? They didn't care at all. Well, that was the problem. (laughs) They booked all the like uh, so for the Nevermind tour. They booked all these really. They booked all these really small venues. Which is fine. Most people don't act like assholes. Well, yeah, but they blew up so quick. They didn't have the security. uh, uh, So you know they were fucked. Well, they were on Sub Pop Records. Uh, uh, That was their original record label. Was Sub Pop. Yeah. And I think they. Sub Pop somehow did they sell them to somebody else or did another record label? I just thought kind they of, switched over. Did they switch over worked. to Columbia? That makes sense if they did. Sub Pop was um, and they still was, exist too. I think that was Bleach. It was Bleach. Sub Pop yeah. was Bleach. They might have been Nevermind too, but I think In Utero was a different. I, record I can't label. believe you know this. <laughs> I you know I never knew this about you, Coleman. I didn't know you. <laughs> You knew more about Nirvana than I do, so I'm an, I'm a nerd. You are. I spend and it's okay. I spend way too much time just looking up shit. No, and that's great. I mean, this is this is important history. So it is important history. Yeah. Um, there's not been a band quite like them since. I don't think so. No, I I can't think of anything before or after really. Not even. Uh, yeah, look at Chris. Chris even is going to get fucking pissed. He's the chillest guy <laughs> ever. Oh, Chris, uh, the bassist. The bassist. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, he's great. You know, he ran for office. Yeah, he's uh. So I, I hate to well, keep pausing he, this. He's he a politician take, now. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the Hall of Fame induction? I did not oh, watch. Oh, it's it's so you know we should find it for everybody. It's great. Okay, it's yeah. Really Enough of Kurt Cobain raging. Everybody gets it. That guy's crazy, <laughs> a crazy fucker. He was, um, he was pretty crazy. I mean, he was brilliant and all the things that we loved about him. So. Well, the video that I mean. The video I did want to watch with Kurt. There's one distinctly like it was right before it was like months before he died. Oh, oh wow, yeah, that would be. Um, Some of those things are kind of hard for me to watch now. It's kind of surprising. Um, I guess feelings I haven't revisited in 20 years. Yeah. Um. So shit. What What was the Hall of Fame? Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a Saint Vincent and I think Joan Jett. Okay. Let's think. Yeah, there it is. There that's, it, okay. that's the right one. Oh, there he is, Chris Novoselic and uh, David Grohl. David Grohl, of course, we know him from. Yep, yep. Cap Smear. Wait, is the drummer from Nirvana and the lead singer for Foo Fighters the same person? <laughs> what? I, I can't. <laughs> you ever see that meme? I, you know, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, dumb, to me, I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people grow up and they age, so that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. They have to have new career outlets. <laughs> I thought this was a really well done grown up performance, and I hadn't thought about or listened to Nirvana in a long time when I saw this originally, which it might have been in a little after it came out. Uh, but when was this, like two, three years ago? 
Um, let's see. I don't even know. 2014. Oh, longer, longer than I thought, so maybe okay. I saw it shortly after it came out. And, and that uh, music means yeah. so much to so many people. And it's and there's new generations and new fans. That's, uh, and that's really Kurt's powerful. mom in the back, I think. Oh, is that? I think. It could be his sister. And, uh, I think it's his mom, though. I know he had a mom and his sister. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I want to... When Nirvana, we did Absent, of course, was his daughter, which I Washington, totally understand. She was Washington really young State. when this was happening. I think she and, uh, was. Was she? She was legally an adult, but not not very wait, old. I think when Kurt's this, daughter. Yeah. Oh wait! Oh, you talk about when Courtney, this video? Courtney. This when video. This video? Yeah. When this uh, video. Oh yeah. So yeah, she yeah, was yeah. allegedly Francis Bean. Francis, yeah. She yep. was allegedly sick, but I mean. Whatever. Oh, is she? Hmm. Well, she was at the time of this. Well, video, I know she's tried to stay did. out of the spotlight, which <laughs> understandable. Kind of hard for her, I think. Yeah. Um, parents are rock icons. So. The music community. I want to thank Sub Pop Records. Sub Pop, there we go. There you go. Um, the music community in Seattle and Washington State. Brilliant. I want to thank Buzz Osborne. Ah, there we thank go, Buzz, Buzz Osborne. <laughs> where, where was he? Uh, he was with. Uh, um. Oh gosh, who was it that he was with? Am I thinking of the Melvins or somebody else? I, I don't even know who uh, Buzz Osborne is. Local uh, Washington, Seattle, Washington area people. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Hmm. Wait, are you talking about the Misfits? No, uh, the the people. The Melvins. That's who you're talking about. Melvins and yeah. some other people that were influential to Nirvana. Uh, music. Hmm. Steve Albini. <laughs> and. Butch Vig. Butch Vig. I think he was a producer on one of them, wasn't he? So I guess that wasn't really much of a speech. No, uh, but the really uh, like got into it, but the bands really kind of got into it. Oh yeah, uh, well, Saint Vincent, I think, and was I think it was Joan Jett also. These strong female leads that did a really good job of. You know, being the mm-hmm. being the voice that Kurt could no longer be, so it was really nice to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna try to find that just while we're still kind of. Yeah, on no, it. I'm gonna find that clip. Right back You're gonna pee? That. Okay, cool. I'm gonna try to find this. Oh fuck. Okay, here we go. Maybe this is it. Oh, yep. This is the video. Okay. So, while we are waiting, um, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. We don't want you to get into that all day. Oh, my God. I got a million fucking videos going. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, while we're waiting, um, Make sure to check out both Marvel Muse Friday the 13th at 9 and Shamrockin' at the Courtyard by Marriott in Ankeny at 7 on the 14th. So please check out those local rappers. If you got less than 20 bucks to spend and you want to have a good-ass weekend, that's a great way to do it. I guarantee it. Um, now, if you're an alcoholic like I am and you need drinks... Um, uh, I guess set aside some money from that, or be smart and get fucked up right beforehand. Um, who knows? Maybe somebody will be smoking a joint, 
We're passing around something. You never know. Okay. And Teresa is back. Sorry, we'll drink here. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the video I was talking about. We're not going to watch this whole thing, but I want to get to the part where he goes fucking nuts. <laughs> is this where he just... Oh, here it, yep, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> so not even playing at this point. Yeah, this happened like, probably... Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. This probably happened a couple months before he died. He's all strung out. But you know he is. He is left the facility, I guess, medical Yep, he escaped. climbed the wall. Yeah, I climbed the wall, yeah. yeah. And he's dead three days later. Something yeah. like that. <sighs> yep, here it is. Harsh. He's spitting in the fucking thing. He's like making out with it. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's really, it's really haunting to, yeah. knowing, knowing everything that happened, to listen to his lyrics. I mean, everything kind of was laid out and right there, and I, I take all that kind of, exactly. you know, seriously now. I think a lot of us take it seriously now. But you yeah, know, back then everybody thought he was just going nuts, and they didn't even think of anything of it. Or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. they thought. I mean, society was a bunch of bullshit back then, so. Look at that. that. Look at that look in the camera. That's, that's. Look at him just, his eyes, staring. He's like, fuck everything. I hate my life. I hate everything I'm doing right now. I think maybe contempt at some things. Well, he hated being famous. I don't, no, I'm not sure if he hated being famous. I think that he, he hated uh, the way he felt. But, and maybe some of the freedom that he had lost. But I, I do think that he, he struggled with, financial aspects of it but every band wants to be famous otherwise how are you known you have to want to be famous and he knew that he wanted to be famous they tried to be famous and there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's how else are you gonna get music out if you're not famous? yeah otherwise exactly. you're you're relegated to local acts or whatever you know so mm. i don't know i mixed feelings about that a lot of media has been around that for many years so i'm not sure what's real anymore who knows nobody what's going knows. on with their reality <laughs> right nobody knows well i think this might be a good point to take a break what do you think we can take a break we'll recharge yeah we'll recharge get back then get back into it Sounds um good. i don't know how much i know you say you don't want to go into too much personal stuff but i am curious to hear about your name you, oh you talk, yeah you said no you talk i mean about that. It's, it's not it's easy there's nothing really serious about it. it's not even <laughs> worth talking about really so well, okay. Well, we'll get to into a little bit. We're going to take a short, quick break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right. Keep going. What were you saying? So, who was the, the young rapper that I saw the last episode on? That there were two of them. Yeah, there were two. Um, there was Jackson Place, who I know personally, and then okay. there was Jay Smooth, who, interesting. The one in, who moved here. And then yeah, he grew up in China. Here. That's interesting. I thought that was cool as that fuck. interesting, yeah. It was actually interesting to hear both of them talk. That was, a, I think, a really good thing to talk about. Yeah. I liked hearing about it, so. I just, I can't believe that China is what it what it is out there, you know? Um, it's pretty amazing and interesting that, uh, you know, people come from everywhere and end up in Des Moines, Iowa. And it's always been that way. I grew up with a, a shit ton of immigrants from um, Asia, uh, Vietnam, Laos. Um, Thailand were normal places where the immigrant kids came from. Um, it was really cool. 
a good multicultural experience, and I didn't really know a, a whole lot other than that growing up. It was nice, and they invited me into their homes and let me eat with them, and they were the kindest people ever. And also the, the Bosnian ref, refugees I remember as well uh, from the war in the 90s. I remember that. I don't know if you remember anything about that. No, I'm not familiar. refugee school. And so we had, oh, really? Yeah, and so we had all, the, all these kids that were... Um, you know my age now and oh i'd like to find where they are i don't know what happened to them but i keep in contact with a couple of them um randomly but and they're doing pretty well well that's always the thing i've found interesting about des moines is there seems to be a high population of bosnians yeah which this isn't really from the the war in the 90s so okay yeah because um, I grew up in Northwest Iowa, and I I had not even like yeah, I didn't even realize that Bosnian right. was a person like a a group yeah. until I moved here. Yeah, yeah, and they're all mostly Muslim, and and to okay. me, I, I grew up with that, and so to me, having them in my environment, and having them invite us over for tea and things like that, and you know they uh, they were part of our lives, and I just didn't know any different. And their their parents were great, and they were just doing the best they could to integrate and and it was just a fantastic experience for us and I, I hope that we were okay to them yeah I to think that we we didn't think anything really all that different of them um they were just a part of us uh i i feel really lucky to have that experience yeah so. i don't think i don't like des moines doesn't strike me as somewhere that's i mean it's always um apparent to me that it's a very diverse place yeah, um, yeah. I don't think that, but it's true. It's very diverse. I don't really walk it, you know, living in Northwest Iowa, or even back when I lived in South Dakota, yeah. you ran into racism and bigotry all the time. And it's not really something that, I mean, I just honestly don't see it a lot around here. Maybe I don't get out enough, but I mean, it's, surely it's, it's there. It's here. I mean, anywhere there's white person, But you don't see it. Like, I guess you don't, yeah, you don't like, not, you're not walking down the street and you don't see that like no, instantly. No, we're, I mean, we're lucky to live in Des Moines, where it's, it's a lot more diverse than a lot of other, than yeah. any other area, probably. Especially considering it's the Midwest. Right. You know. You're right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and a lot of people don't know uh, what our former governor, Robert E. Ray, did, uh, which was a Republican governor that, uh, before I was even born, and, and he uh, invited all these refugees here. We, we became a refugee uh, city. Wow. Um, with a lot of, mostly, I, if I remember right, it was mostly Asian refugees from Asian countries, like Vietnam and Thailand and Laos and, I don't know, maybe Burma or something like that. But That's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. That's really cool. When you go down to, downtown, you'll see Robert E. Ray Drive. Uh, I don't know if that area is open right now with all the construction we have going on, but you'll see it down there, and then you'll rem- you'll all maybe you remember this conversation want to look him up but he, I, I don't remember when he died but this i've always when i was raised here uh for the most part i mean it was pretty diverse especially at north high hmm. well that's good um so we were talking earlier um you kind of talked on the beginning of the podcast i know it's just kind of not really a big deal but just because it's been said i kind of want to ask what so what's What's going on with your name? What do I call you? (laughs) (laughs) And there's a big thing on my uh, social media. I tried to change it back and it kept correcting me automatically. Oh, I hate that shit. So I can't fix it now. I'm not even going to try. So anyway, I'm just Teresa. 
Okay. So that's what I go by. Um, I won't go into the history behind that. It's a long story. Okay. But, so you don't but, want to go into that. No. no, no <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, just Teresa. Just Teresa. Okay, so this is yep. this is Teresa. Not to yep. be confused with Mother Teresa, no, who is actually, um, great yeah, she scammed the fuck out of people. She did. People don't even <laughs> think about that. Most people don't know that, though. Yeah, like my mother would, you know, like just growing up in the Catholic Church, like, oh, Mother Teresa. Yeah, There's know. Jesus Christ, Pope Francis II, and then Mother Teresa. And it's like, fuck There's Mother there. Teresa. <laughs> she like stole everybody's money. She's not a saint, and yet. Um, Maybe someday she will be, but uh, that would I be the, cap- the Catholic Church knows about her. Yeah, I would hope so. Maybe you can tell some of the readers about this or the listeners about this. Is that what would already know about Mother Teresa and her? Uh, yeah, here her let's perfect, uh, let's look this past, up. Which isn't what people think. She seems um, to enjoy suffering and letting those in her care suffer. She was not the saint that everybody thinks that she was. Uh, she had a good media machine behind her, right, Coleman? Oh, it's a uh, good machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the cap. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, there we go. Criticism of Mother Yeah, there's an entire Wikipedia article dedicated to this, which I love. I am not related to Mother Teresa. Let's see. Okay, so there's issues with quality of medical care. That's absolutely the worst. I read books by Christopher Hitchens, who you Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That goes into... Oh, does he go into that in detail? It into Mother Teresa because it was a big deal. Apparently, when he started writing books in the late eighties, early nineties, apparently. So. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I guess when was she even was she active in the eighties and nineties then? I remember her from when I was a child, uh, being held up as a paradigm of virtue. Yeah, and I I mean that was in my childhood too. I still get to this day that people think my name is so great because of Mother Teresa. I, you know, I, I have to go into the whole thing, and it's, I'm, I believe me, anything that Coleman and I can do is ten times better than what Mother Teresa ever did in her life. Yeah. Um, I hate saying that to disappoint some of you, but she wasn't a great paradigm of virtue. No, she was not really, she, not, she took she advantage of the money. system. Yeah. <laughs> she um, did, she did. And I think that the Catholic Church at the time also used her in Oh yeah, she them. was an instrument. She I mean, instrument yeah. For those that were in power at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, so let's just read this for people who are not maybe necessarily watching. Baptism of Jews, dead Jews. Okay, well, so that's the second article. Let's read this first one. Ninety-one. Robin Fox, editor, the editor of the British Medical Journal, the Lancet. Lancet. Vision. Lancet. I can't talk. Um, let's just. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. Fox conceded that the regimen he observed, including cleanliness, the tending of wounds and sores and kindness, but he noted that the sisters' approach to managing pain was disturbingly lacking. So well, let's go into that a little bit because I want to give some background. The Wikipedia article does not do because I have read a couple of books. About okay. This. Yep. Go into it. She was given a lot of money medical care for these indigent mm. people that needed her help and they were just kind of left to die yeah and she took a lot of the money she isn't that what happened yeah the, the church took a lot of the money and the good name that was created out of this bullshit basically which was that M- mother Teresa was an angel a saint a savior something along those lines living in 
you know, walking in Jesus' footsteps, which is just utter bullshit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um. They, I mean, they, they took all this money, millions and millions of dollars was not put toward caring for any of these patients. So let's see. Uh, relationships with controversial public figures. Oh, she accepted... Oh, I did not know yeah. about that. I think she was involved in the mafia? The, I think, well, some of the mafia had donated a great deal of money to her for whatever reason. Damn. I did. So. I'm just reading here. Um, so she said. touches on the very, very, very tip of it. I can't remember all the books I've read, but Christopher Hitchens. Uh, yep, it says right here. Hitchens levels criticism as what he perceived by Mother Teresa's endorsement yeah. of the government. He introduced me to some of this, but I researched it on my own and it's turned out to be true and disturbing as fuck. Yeah, it is. Really, all this is yeah, so disturbing. Very disturbing. Um, she accepted money from the British publisher Robert Maxwell, who, as was later revealed, embezzled um, $450 million UK dollars from his employees' pension yes, funds. And I already know where this is going. She kept all of it. They, uh, they even, like, wrote her a letter. It's not like she lived in a lap of luxury, but uh, um, but her organization, yeah. you know, kept every... What do they do with it? What exactly. All this money? I'm sure she kept up with appearances, but, she, you know. Yeah, I mean, and she, she had many letters. She doubted the existence of God herself, I think. Really? She did, and she wrote letters about this, which you can find. Huh. If you just look up Mother Teresa Doubts God, I mean, all these are published now, all these years later. Um, the Catholic Church is still pretty intent on using her as some kind of a, a paradigm. Yeah, that's what it seems goal. like. So, but it's uh, obviously I know that they know what I know, and they don't want to advance her for sainthood because of these reasons. So, hmm. Um, I think they they know the outcome. That it, 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 I mean, they're far safer people to choose for sainthood if they wanted to. Get oh my God! Yeah. They could do better things around the world, but, you know, I digress. I, I'm not in a place to criticize them. Yeah, we don't need to get too much into this. I just, no. it's, it is just really interesting. I mean, people, especially like my parents um, and other people who are just deeply rooted in Catholicism, um, you know, fine, believe what you want to believe, but if you're going to believe what you're going to believe, do some fucking research. <laughs> believe it for an actual fucking reason, not just because somebody tells you to. You know, I think that's the main. I know I'm an atheist, but that's kind of my main thing. Is like anytime, you know, anytime that ever comes up, uh, that's the thing I want to um, emphasize. So, I think kind of this kind of. I was kind of looking at some random videos I thought we should look at, but this actually is very relevant considering what we were just talking about. Um, Ariana Grande, Grande yep. Oh, wow. um, Shia LaBeouf. Well, just how are we talking about Shia LaBeouf and who's the actor that got sexually assaulted or sexually abused when he was a child, Hollywood star? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Corey Feldman. Yeah, there you go. Corey Feldman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That one. Um, so this is um, Aria Grande, is, for those of you who may not know, she was from uh, Disney, I think. Wasn't, I, did, I think she did come out of the Disney world. Yeah, the right? Disney, that age. So. This is like a two-minute video of just her doing, being told to do sexual, very sexually suggestive things for a young she child star. Um, let's actually let's see, maybe. Does it even say? It probably doesn't say, but uh, video 
was posted in 2019, but it could come yeah, out. Yeah. Really. I would. I don't know. How old do you think she is? Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Let's just watch this first. Yeah. See what. Have you ever said something like a sentence <laughs> she looks like yeah, maybe 14. You don't want to watch. <laughs> There's like, you get the picture. You get the picture. Um, Anything can be taken out of context. I don't know what the larger clips are, but I have no doubt that anybody that had anything to do with a child uh, actor, actress, whatever, might have been taken advantage of their in a nefarious way. Hollywood has a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been made very apparent the last couple of years. Um, even with adults, I mean, Harvey Weinstein just got yeah. convicted, actually convicted. D did major. that just happen? Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I thought he was going to skate, honestly, but he got convicted. And those were against adult women. Adult well, what? Actors. Bill Cosby is apparently having... Uh, <laughs> He's a, in prison. Yeah, they won't let him have a cane, apparently. Well, Jimmy, well, fuck him, but I mean... I, I they, they won't let him have... So, in prison, you're not allowed to have a cane because it can be considered a weapon. So apparently he's sitting in jail right now, and they're not letting him have a cane, so he's kind of struggling. But you know, man, you shouldn't have roofied like sixty plus women. Then maybe that, that maybe that wouldn't have happened. I don't know. It's it's. Did you ever watch the Cosby Show? Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, and that's that's always kind of the thing. It's like I remember him being such a lovable. Um, Everybody wanted him to be their. Dad. Oh my God! I got I got yeah, one more. I gotta show you this clip. This is some of the craziest shit. Not, not the ad. Here. I'm on to you. I love your neck, honey. Well, now, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. Yeah, we work anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> This is the Cosby show. Yeah, probably. I didn't follow it that much. It's just so sad, though, you know, because, like, yeah. this was. I mean, I mean, the whole thing's sad. Yeah, the rabbit hole, exactly. Um, but it is just really sad how, like, um, you know, this was like this. The show had such a influence because it was a black family it depicted a black family. Like it, it brought that to the front screen. You know, I see how you think that now, but uh, those that are my age, which is my colleague Holcomb's age, um, 
I didn't think black or white when I saw it. I just thought, and, and my, hmm. my, my sisters thought and everything, and this is great. Uh, why can't that be our family, you know, very white family that we are? Yeah. But to us, I, I don't know what adults were talking about. I was a child when this came out, so uh, I was a very young child when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really know. Uh, what adults were saying, we weren't privy to those conversations. I know in retrospect, people are saying you know, it was very advanced and things like that. I, I don't know. I have no point of reference for that. Yeah. Well, either way, it's it's sad that that happened to those women. It's yeah. It's all just sad. That's all there is to it. Um. Yeah. And I mean, when we talk about uh, Honey Boy. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to that, honey boy. Um, I mean, there's elements of the child being taken advantage of for Hollywood yep. and things like that, which I think, you know, any thinking adult could think, you know, of course that would be a probability. Now we would all think this, I would think. Uh, so, I mean, it's not a horrific surprise. Uh, I guess maybe the surprise is we don't do more about it to restrict childhood um, yeah. abuses, but... It all seems very freeform. Like, uh, they, they, you know, these kids, they just have a tutor for yeah. school. They, it's like that, that's a, that basic requirement. They don't really need to do well in school because they're a child <laughs> actor. Um, yeah. stuff like that. You know, obviously there's an adult. Extreme wealthy yeah. There's, there's naturally an adult element to Hollywood that doesn't translate well if you're a child. I mean, you're going to get. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, what was. Back to our parents, parents, parents time with like, uh, oh gosh, um, like people getting married at 18 and all that. No, who was that child actress? Um, Shirley Temple Black. Name sounds of, familiar. She I'm not. Away as an adult a few years ago. Okay. When, but Shirley Temple was the childhood darling and and things like that of black and white films. Yep. Even some of them were color, I think, but she was. You know, and I could think of a few other actors that that fit uh, that fit that uh, that mold as well that also went through that. So. Mhm. Yeah, just just really said stuff. Um. Yeah. So, uh, that's about Honey Boy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I'm kind of just spacing. Um, but this, I thought this was really interesting. I think we should watch this. Um, this is, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, I talked a little bit about, uh, AI and, uh, deep fake on the last episode, my last solo episode. And I came across this video shortly afterwards. And I kind of thought, I don't know what you think about this. Hello. We use the restroom while you watch Alexa? this. Yeah. What time is it? Alexa, remind me to fix my clock. I put fix my clock on your to-do list. Thanks. Um, Alexa, are you cold? No, I don't really feel hot or cold, but thanks for asking. Alexa, how old are you? I was released November 6th, 2014. Uh, Alexa, who made you? Alexa, <laughs> who made you? I was invented by Amazon. 
Alexa, are you spying on me? I only send audio back to Amazon when I hear you say the wait word. For more information, interview Amazon's privacy oh, lines, visit the help section you of your Alexa app. Your Alexa. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it all spies on um, you. Yeah, they all spy. It's unrelated to whether you use a keyword Alexa, if the phone's do you on work for the NSA? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Alexa. Do you work for the NSA? That is kind of creepy, though. You gotta admit. That it just happens to shut off. Alexa. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's not surprising, but. I mean, it's it's kind of a big part of why I'm going away from computers. Is I don't want to buy into this whole. Uh, I don't want to sell my soul. Um, just like selling people's data. Um, having AI listen on everything, having AI know everything. I mean, fuck. It just sounds like hell. Yeah. My generation is the ones that, that developed it. And, you know, our, at least I can say I do remember a childhood, a very young childhood without computers in the same way. We didn't have social media. Um, you know, but when you were born, though, I mean, uh, it was already... It, it was becoming implemented. Yep. I remember MySpace. Yeah. It's uh it, it's it's probably inevitable. It would take a really big shift. I mean, well, and the thing is there are plenty of pros to having all this technology available to us. I mean, that's undeniable. Um, you know, even this like how fast we were able to look up information this whole podcast 30 years ago, we'd have to be going surfing through books going in the index trying to figure these pieces out and maybe find the text where it is you know that's not even relevant anymore you know i have to say about technology though and without it um i mean we would be still looking through card catalogs for little tiny pieces of the library we wouldn't have the same interconnectedness we have now yeah exactly so, but i mean we always give up something for our privacy so it's just we give up part of our privacy for the things that we have and we can do better to restrict that, and we should, and we are, we're trying, but well, it's, and it's, you know, it's an uphill battle. Well, that's the big issue. Um, a lot of these legal things are trying to get passed. It's the World Wide Web. Um, you know, especially in the U.S. government, I think a lot of um, people try to impose U.S. government things on the Internet, but it's a really sketchy topic because the Internet isn't necessarily within U.S. domain. I mean, we use it, but it's not like it's not like strictly American technology. It's used by everyone. I mean, how can how can we impose our laws on something that is literally used by everybody in the entire world? That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, make, maybe it makes sense, but it's not right, anyways. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope so. Okay. Anyways, enough about that. I, like I said, I just found a bunch of really weird videos. You ever, do you TikTok? Do you TikTok? I have seen it many times. I refuse to do it. Yeah, I refuse to download it. Well, it's just cringe. It's cringeworthy content, so.
Like, come on. Boy best friend. Yeah, because that was like... Yeah, exactly. This is just stupid children. Um, here's my advice. You feel a certain way about someone, fucking tell them. I told you about this. Last night, I was at the bar, and there was a very cute bartender, and I had about two three beers of me and i finally mustered up the courage to ask her for a number you know she told me she told me she was married and i well no, i mean well that is kind of the thing when you're drunk you don't really like the ring you don't tell. yeah you don't really look for that you know you're just looking you're just as a guy i would well as a woman i do anyway but as a guy i would just out of my own self-preservation yeah i don't know maybe that's like that's not like the first, but yeah, exactly. And you don't want to like have that be the first question. Like, are you married? Like, that just comes oh, yeah, off really so weird. Yeah, but this chick, she had like tattooed on her finger. She had like a like a tattoo. I I even read it. Yeah, but anyways, um, and yeah, it was a failure. But even in that failure, she said that she felt really flattered and she really appreciated that I asked her. I mean, yeah. Exactly. That would be weird. Um, Yeah, very awkward. So I guess the the bottom line is, folks, if you feel a certain way about a woman, or if you're a woman and you feel a certain way about a man, just fucking tell them. Fucking tell them. Get out of the way. If it's not going to happen, then it's not going to happen and fucking move on. The longer you live on something and linger on something and let it just grow into this stupid fucking thing, the worst your life is going to be. So... Do not do what those kids are doing on TikTok, playing mind games. Yeah, right. Ooh, I have a best friend that's the opposite sex. I think I'm gonna kiss him. I, I felt really awkward and bad for all those kids involved. I mean, yeah, I do figure too. It out well, and the the really sad thing is that's probably all staged too. So it's not even genuine. It's just, it's people like literally taking one of the most important parts of growing up and like advertising it. <laughs> well, everybody thinks they can be famous, and being famous will solve all their problems. And, and neither of those things are true. So, as we saw in Honeybook, because obviously, you know, and and with other celebrities and things like that, it's not always the case. I mean, yeah. money does not solve all problems. It can make things easier, but. Money and fame and being a celebrity and all this—it can't solve problems. So <laughs> this guy took a doorstop. <laughs> oh, so he's kind of bored. Yeah, I've seen my cat. Thriller. <laughs> no, it's Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Oh, I'm sorry. I've lost my streak. Coleman knows more about this than I do. <laughs> Dancing? I am. It's not copyright, so Is we it can. Like a dance? <laughs> it does kind of look like that, huh? Do you remember the Thriller video? Do you I remember, do. You remember this? I, you well, I mean, I wasn't alive, but I, yeah, my parents were. You when you were uh, yeah, here, one sec. I mean, I'm, gonna, great. I'm gonna show you this. Okay. One sec. I gotta grab it.
One sec. We gotta. Here, I might have fucked everything up. When did I get that? For my aunt. My aunt bought that originally. But here, my my heavens all fucked up. You gotta give me a sec here. Hello. All right, I'm back. But yes, um, my aunt, um, got that for me. Jesus Christ, I totally fucked this whole thing up. There we go, okay. We're back. Awesome. Okay. Okay, sorry. I just want to make sure we were all good on that. But anyways. That's pretty awesome. You should hang on to that forever. Yeah, I, I kind of want to hang it up. Like you know, get one of those. I mean, it, but it does have the it does have this scratch yeah, in it? That's unfortunately. irrelevant because the original pressing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, listen to. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like shit. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So, so it has all the lyrics. This is old school right here. Songs, and I, I actually know all of these. I know every single one of these songs. I'm not even kidding. Uh, because my mother listened to this, so. Uh, but the artwork is kind of surreal. Have you seen this? I've never seen this before. Yeah. Um, I, I, That's yeah. interesting. I wonder who drew that. Um, I don't think it was Michael Jackson. It was somebody else. It, well, it's signed by Michael Jackson. Is it? At least that one. It, I don't know about the other one, but this one on this side is. signed by him. Maybe he did do this. Maybe. If he did, he was versatile. Well, we knew he was versatile anyway, but. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really surprise me. It's, it's like. This is actually slightly disturbing, but in, in the, you know, if you've seen the videos, the old videos from the 80s from the album, yeah. you'll understand. So it's it's like uh, not just Billy Jean and Thriller and things like that, but wasn't there a, oh gosh. Oh gosh, what? Oh, I can't remember the name of all these. Um, there was one song about a stalker fan. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's a Michael Jackson video. Dirty, Dirty Diana, that's it. I don't know if it's... Oh! Trying to find that for them. It's kind of interesting. But, um, some of this shit was kind of fucking disturbing. <laughs> and, uh, apparently all based on real... Oh, there you go, yeah. So he's at a... It's a, it's a video, but he's at a concert. Really can he's help. imitating real life. This it's art imitating is grammatically correct. Art. I don't know. But One of those wordy things. and hard to read. But I don't know. What do you think about the allegations? I mean, there's allegations that uh, Michael Jackson was a party to some of these horrible things. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I try to. Um, I have no way of knowing. He was acquitted twice of uh, uh, untoward acts. 
so with children. <laughs> but it couldn't afford a lot, and that didn't solve the problem because people were so like, well, that's not good enough. I don't know. I think... I'm just testing it. I'm, I'm trying to be producer and host at the same time. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I think to like, I think to say that didn't happen is dangerous because it, I think it makes it seem like it wasn't possible. I think it was possible. I think those kids were in a situation where that would have been very possible. What I, what I did see, I didn't see the documentary that the new Michael one, whatever it's called. Um, well, it was it like a three part deal. I don't know if I could sit through all that. Was it Finding Neverland or something like that? Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Finding Neverland. There's, you know, there's always people that have a financial interest in things. Too. I, I, I don't have the emotional energy to sort through all of it. So. It, you know, it's just, it's really weird, like, knowing how he was. And it's like this movie, Honey Boy. Grow it, you know. He didn't really grow up. Michael Jackson never really got to grow up. By the time he was a kid, he was already a pop. He was already a superstar. Like what, eight years old? Yeah, the Jackson. Yep, and he was. Even younger? And he was the lead. That, that <laughs> it wasn't thing. He wasn't just like a part of it. He was. He was, he was the, the Jackson Five. Yeah, of all the boys. So. Yeah, I mean, so he got robbed of his youth. So in some, you know, really fucked up sexual way, maybe he did that to those kids to try to live that but relive I, that i don't know though i mean i, I i'm really hasn't say anything like that he was under a lot of intense scrutiny during exactly trials, so well like with mcculky culkin he's and he says nothing <coughs> never happened uh, well yeah but i mean don't you think that well i hate the argument that people think that people say like oh well if he had done it once have you done to macaulay culkin it's like well, well no rape everybody and that's another part of that story is that just i mean rapists do not rape everybody no so a lot of that's very like per precise and yeah, you know I mean, planned but again i'm not saying anything against or for or whatever um i don't have the emotional energy or even the the evidence or training to even go into all that so yeah i, I mean only say what my experience was growing up with michael jackson and you know, and I look at it very detached. Um, it was part of my life, still is to some way, and um, um, I don't, I don't attach myself to any of that legal stuff. I don't really have anything to do with that. Oh Jesus, we're not gonna watch that whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to watch an entire. Here, let's just watch this clip. Oh God, no, no, I want to see you dance. No. So, oh, no, I, wow, I, don't, I don't remember this, but two. I didn't okay, watch I'm a whole a lot of it. Right <laughs> he was very smooth. Oh, he's got yeah. skill. He had major skill. I, I actually remember being very upset when he died because uh, it was like a, no matter what, it was, and I hadn't thought about him in many years, but it was a childhood icon. Yeah. It was kind of, it was. It was kind of like, um, well, when I was very young when Kurt Cobain died, but it was it was extremely impactful, and I guess it was kind of. I mean, you expect people like this to live forever and to have it suddenly yeah. happen like that. It just kind of like throws you off a little bit. So, I remember when he died. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Is uh, it was really? How old were you anyway? You were really young. That would have been two thousand five, right? You, you were baby, baby. Yeah, I was ten. Uh, 
Yeah, so you were around the same age when Michael Jackson died. When, uh, I remember it very vividly. So, and everything came out as doctor killed him, and I just remember yeah, living through that. I was like, oh my god, this shit's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it turns out his doctor shouldn't have been doing what he was no, doing. No, he and was overprescribing all that shit. Well, and everything that came out with like his skin. It, the, the reason his skin color was the way it was, or how why he artificially made himself the way. Yeah, he had the condition. Which actually somebody in my family suffers from. And, really? Yep. Okay. So I've seen it up close and personal, and I know what it does. And um, um, I so I could see what I mean, and it's very if it especially if it affects your face, it can, you know, you want to be one one way or another, and you know. Society's very harsh on people, so I could see. You remember this? This is where he lit his hair on fi his hair got lit on fire. I don't remember it. I remember hearing about it though. Is this the Pepsi commercial? Yep. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. It Apparently, this had this tied somehow into like his fate, his condition. Something that in that is involved involved in this had something to do with. They're not going to actually show it, are they? That's. A, that's I don't know. Bad. I've never seen this. I hope they don't, honestly, oh. because... Oh, yep, yep, yeah, there it is. Okay. Yep, his hair's on fire. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Shit, He's like, fuck! And everybody, right. yep, yeah, they, they everybody's tackling him. Yeah, I don't even think he knew it was on fire. No, yeah, you could tell. Yeah. It, like, that first couple seconds, he was just dancing like uh, it was nothing. Like, Second and third degree burns on his face and scalp. Yeah, yeah. So I that know, probably... Remember, the show must go on, and he was just going... Yeah, that's oh, oh, ooh. you see that bald spot right there? I do, I do. Oh my god! He didn't even notice until it was too late. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, well. Fuck. Now I could have actually lived without seeing that the rest of my life. Thank you. <laughs> I've made it to the age I am now without seeing that, and uh, thank well, you for bringing this to my attention. That's what happens when you enter the McAllister hours. Anything can happen. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how you found that before I ever even thought about it. That's that's pretty. Fucked that's up. just how my brain works. I I just I remember I just remember hearing that. You were hearing about that. Like weird. like when I, you know I'm going yeah. rural Iowa. Yeah. I mean pe yeah. talk is talk. talk I just remember yeah. I remember everybody saying yeah well. He, the doctor prescribed that, and it had to do with his facial condition, and it had to do with the Pepsi commercial, um, where it started, his hair started on fire and everything. I don't know. I, I could be. I'm probably talking on my ass. I don't really. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know did, what happened to him. But did you watch? Uh, did you Did you grow up watching Home Alone? Did you watch? It? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. You like it. Yeah, I, well, I'm McAllister. My last name is McAllister. Um, a lot of people. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I've gotten the Kevin McAllister joke quite a bit. What what state were they in? Because that house is real, and you can go visit. That's it. Well, oh really? I did not know that. Yeah. Probably East Coast. It's probably. I'm sure that movie takes place in New England, East Coast somewhere. Probably rural New York. We could probably look it up. Probably. It's a real house. I know. I remember reading about it. Did you see last year they did the holiday special with uh, Macaulay Culkin? Kind of. Oh, I did like, not. Let's look it up. Okay. Um, it was very exciting for people that grew up with with uh, Kevin McAllister <laughs> or uh, you know. How do you spell his name? Um, look up just uh, M C K U L K I N. I 
Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe. Uh, maybe Christmas? I don't know. Oh, oh wait, was it that YouTube video? It was just last year, yeah. yeah. And it, Christmas commercial? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Oh, this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this does look familiar. Yeah. So he reprises it as an adult. <laughs> so I, when I use my Snapchat filter, the, the one that makes you look like a guy. It, uh, I look like, like fucking disturbing to me. I was like, I look between fucked up Justin Bieber, who's like how he looks now, and Macaulay Culkin now, and I'm like, holy shit. So I'm never using that filter. Uh, out of curiosity, I'm never using it again. I found out, uh, this film that they're watching, the old thing. Yeah, yeah, the filthy animal. It's not real. It's not. It's a fake film. They made it for the movie. No way. Yeah, I'm that kind of a nerd, so... Oh, that's yeah. too bad, because I've always wanted to see that. I know, I've, I always thought that was such I'm a badass film, movie. I'm a film nerd, so I was yeah. looking for it, and then I found out it wasn't real. Damn. Place, I was very upset, so... Well, I made it just for the film. Well, thanks for telling me before I, I really went on a black hole. Oh, jeez, I, I don't No, I don't want that. Hey, Google. Where's Joe Pesci? Oh my god. That's Kevin Durant, isn't it? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good job, Google. Oh. Well, we're, we don't want you to watch this whole thing, but that's interesting. Um. Oh, come on. Come on. It's only a minute. It's only a minute. Teresa a little bit. He would. A little bit. What do we have for time? Good time. Oh, oh, oh. F fuck. Um, yeah, I want to, speaking of, we, you were just talking about the coronavirus. Um, I want to retract what I said in the last episode and mention that it might not be as serious as I probably made out to be on the episode. So... I, I don't know. I mean, they're not really testing for it that often. So Although there are some cases where somebody ordinarily healthy would succumb to it like that. Uh, there's a, a 
I don't know, a youngest Korean doctor or would they be, I don't know. Something before it moves big here, so hmm. no idea. All right. I watch the news a whole lot. So I don't I don't really either. I it's too much for me. I read it and I, it. I Wikipedia and that's about really about it. Yeah, I mean I I YouTube scan it and some things are important, some are not. I'm old enough now to know the difference. Luckily, you are learning this long before I ever did, because I used to just watch the news incessantly, and my anxiety would be crazy. Yeah. Um, crazy. I, yeah, I, you know, that kind of brings me back to, like, uh, 2016. Oh, um, God, a lot of anxiety really in those times. Everybody felt motivated, kind of. I don't know how you. I don't want to get too much into politics, but I don't know how you feel. I don't feel as motivated as I did four years ago, towards this whole thing. Um, Maybe you should feel more, um, considering everything that's going on. But I don't know. Me personally, I'm just not really all about it. I don't know. People, people feel how they feel, and there's nothing wrong with how you feel. So either you feel really motivated, or not so much. Somewhere in between. None of it really is. It's not a contest. It's just people feel how they feel. I yeah. think most people are really involved. I think that because we survived 2016 being on the ground, and we both voted for different people. Yeah, but it's interesting because we both voted for pretty strong personalities, um, and I think that they both let us down. In yeah. Our society. Oh. Society's yeah. kind of let us down a little bit. So a lot of shit has let, let us down. A lot of shit let us down. We've had a lot of things happen in all this time, haven't we? And we yeah. Have control over it. Well, um, it. it <laughs> Um, the RJ, the first guest I had in this podcast, yeah. I follow his Twitter, and he had, um, I don't agree with him necessarily, but he had this yeah. perfect tw uh, tweet that he reposted by Trump, and it was like just all seven DNC candidates, and they were all just like holding their hands up and screaming at each other. And I mean, I mean that's a good point. I'm sorry, that's a good point. That shit's fucking ridiculous how people are acting like that. It, you just can't take any of it seriously. I don't know. I, I don't know, I view a little bit differently than, than our friend here, but I mean, a lot of it, we're, we're on the same page in a lot of things, but the bottom line is we just want what's best for the country, no matter what. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we can both definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Anyways, we don't need to talk about nope. that shit. I've had enough of You're that crap. Um, so, we've been kind of black-holing, wormholing quite a bit, going down some different... Uh, Paths. We're both drinking champagne. I don't usually drink champagne, but um, it's really cheap champagne too, so I apologize. Well, it still sounds bougie as fuck, so we'll make it sound <laughs> it's like just we're dry and not very sweet and bubbly, and that's why I like a lot of champagne. Ooh. However, this is not that carbonated. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, we left out for a while. Well, it's, it wasn't invent. It wasn't even when we first opened it. It was. I don't know. I mean, that's that's because. Of a couple of reasons probably but yeah hmm. yeah well yeah it's been a good time folks i guess a question i had for you um i don't know if you have a list or how this kind of all works out in your head um what are your summer favorite what are some of your favorite films what do you like if you had like a list of top three top five top ten <laughs> yeah or not even or, or just give me a couple Give me a couple that you like and then talk about them. Because it is a really hard question. You can't just say, you know, I have I, five top films yeah, no, in this order. Yeah, no, I don't order. have a top five like that. It doesn't work that way in my brain. I have favorite films because they're all so different. They all provide things to my life that are, you know, something I can't quantify. But um, 
I like I really like Starship Troopers. Uh, oh, that's a good one. It's a really good one, and most people don't understand that it's uh, it's serious satire. It's not um, people people that take it seriously have a big problem. But uh, I, what I mean by take it seriously is they see it as a serious movie. And it is, but not in the way they think. It's a satirical movie that talks about the dangers of fascism and things of that nature. Um, also, being in the military, being a veteran, I, I identify with a lot of it. He, he, Paul Verhoeven, who was the director, and he really, really, really did his research on that. Um, I like Casper Van Dien, who is the main actor in that. Uh, he's, he's a lot of fun to play with. Um, Really good actor and uh, fun, a lot of fun, and uh, an artist in his own right. And um, he, uh, um, if you reach out to him on Twitter and ask him questions about things, he'll actually respond, which I respect a lot. So, I don't know, what about you? What's one of your favorites? For a long time, I always said Pulp Fiction. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, um, makes sense. Me and my father always have this argument because uh, he's a well, he's a big fan of The Godfather, which I mean, that's he is. Um, that was always the thing. Me growing up, um, I I did obviously I had to well not obviously but I had to um, get sent away for some of the really violent parts like the horse in the head. But I even saw a glimpse of that when I was younger because uh, my father would what like yeah he fucking loved those movies. Me and my, he would always, you know, I I just have memories of going to bed and he's like, you know, drinking beer, staying up, watching The Godfather on yeah. AMC. You know, it's that's, great. That great. We have great, great, yeah. So that, I mean. Oh, no, she, she doesn't like The Godfather. Um, She's, you know, she's very religious. So she watches a lot of those kind of movies. It's your. There we go. It droops occasionally. Yeah. Next next episode, this will be this problem will be fixed, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say Pulp Fiction. Um, I would I would probably consider. I do think the American Film Institute got it right in saying that I do think Citizen Kane is probably the best film ever made. That's realistically, I, it's not my favorite, but I think it's the best. Uh, what about uh, Space Oddity two thousand? Oh yeah! Oh, that's a great fucking movie. Um, the last time I watched it, I actually... Well, no, we're not going to talk about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was under the influence, and I couldn't handle it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's uh, the Flaming Lips concerts, and... <laughs> it's in those veins. So. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, there's a... Oh, gosh. What's a, the other really great Stanley Kubrick movie? Um, well, there are plenty of them. Well, uh, funny. I mean, I'm thinking of one... Full Metal Jacket's great. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably one of my favorite movies. Really? I mean, oh, it's me, perfect. I think it's, I think it's hilarious <coughs> at the same time, but well, like the the duality of man and everything that um, I don't know. <coughs> yeah, okay. I will say okay. Well, peace and love. Yeah, I will say Apocalypse Now is probably um, I probably like that movie a little better than Full Metal Jacket. I think that one's great. Um, let's see. Orange is another really great. Oh, movie. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I kinda, uh, Cooper kind of dealt a lot with those kind of subjects, like the duality of man, yeah, understanding. What, what, about, uh, what about the last movie with Tom Cruise? Uh, oh, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. Talking about infidelity. 
Um, I, don't, I don't even think it's really about that, though. Well, no, maybe not about but, that, but, but... I think that's surface... Like it's been saying, a long time. We'll watch it. Yeah. It's been a long time for both of us. We should probably both work on the the artists that, that we love and care about, like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I touched on Paul Verhoeven, who's done more movies than you'll know. Um, and look him up. You'll see he's in some of your favorite movies. Um, oh, gosh. Who's, a, who's another really great director or producer that we... Or both that we love. Show um, holy shit. I feel like There's my mic so is really loud. Is it? Holy fuck. I, I can't tell. I'm, I'm like talking all the way this, back so. here. You can kind of hear that. Uh, so tonight this is a constant ringing in your ears of some variety, and I have it for a couple of reasons. But I, I don't know. It's the cables or something. I don't know. <laughs> My hearing is fine. Learning process. Sometimes the, the ringing is a little bit loud, so I cover up things. But it's always uh, fine. So I can't sometimes tell. <laughs> um, have you seen Barry Lyndon? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I only I only saw that once, yeah, me too. but like yeah, it's literally he literally took a painting and he made it into a fucking movie. It's like how he tried to do that whole thing, you know. That's true, and it's not a movie I would order. I should probably I only saw it recently. I'm surprised I've only seen it recently. So uh, about a year ago. Yeah, I would say kind of same for me. It was always the one I put off. Yeah, I put it off. Uh, oh okay. my god, like three hours. But I don't know if I, I know that's probably why I put it off. Honestly, that's why I put off a lot of movies. Yeah. I'm always I'm always late after work, and okay, well, what? Oh hey, fuck, two and a half hours. Do I really want to commit to that? <laughs> Jesus Coleman, Christ! What did you think about Vanilla Sky? Or uh, have you seen that one yet? Van- I've not seen Vanilla Sky. I, what I year is that made? What's that? I don't even know. It's got Tom Cruise in it, and that's why. I Ooh, kind of no, I yeah, I definitely don't know what that is. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Decent. Oh, what year is it? And yeah, no, uh, 2001. I never oh. saw it. Okay, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's not <laughs> Excuse bad. me. Um, who can I think of? I mean, obviously, Martin Scorsese was amazing. Have you seen the Dogs, uh, Dogs Day? I have not seen that oh, one, actually. Great. That's Al Pacino, right? Yeah, it's Al Pacino. Um, is that where he's in prison? No, that's Attica. Attica oh, too. okay. Actually, I think it's it was a big thing during and it's part of the it's part of the film that they reference Attica which is, is a is a I think still real prison and there was a bunch of riots and this is before I was even was in the 70s and um, um, part of the you'll you'll see it we'll watch it together and I want to know your reaction to it because it's uh, it's an it's a great film to watch, I think. Hmm. Really good film. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Kubik's great. Um you ever heard of Tchaikovsky? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's the name, right? I pronounced that correctly. Well, there's Tchaikovsky. There, maybe, there's the composer. There's the composer and there's the filmmaker. Yeah. Um what I do you do? Fuck. Shit, what's that movie called? It's, it's a science fiction movie. It's you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Put it in TCH. Oh, wait. Oh, there you go. Ah! Not that. Oh, my God. Fuck. I'm going to have to edit that out. Shit. Woman. Can't show nudity. Um, God damn it. No, it's the old one. I want the old one. 
Maybe. Ah, ah. 70, 75. That's Tar- it. Tarkovsky. That's it, that's it. That's it. I never saw this one. I but saw that one. Go. You did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's, I think, the only one I've seen, actually. Really? Yeah. Mirror? Yep. It's. Th- I think it's the one where the house is on fire, right? Uh, I don't remember that scene. Maybe. I don't know. Or there's something with the fire. The only movie I, I, I saw. My mom, my mom was in the fi- uh, foreign films and... This is one of her. It is foreign, isn't it? Is it yeah, he's a Russian, I think. He's Russian. Um, Stalker. That's what I was thinking Stalker? of. Stalker. That's a great know. fucking movie. Maybe that is thought. like one of the. That's some of the craziest shit I've ever who's, seen in my who's life. Who's the actor? Though? Who is that? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. know. Let's who, see. Is it the um, right Alexander. Kaden. I can't do these Russian film? names. What? Is it, is it Russian? Is it really Russian? I might have actually seen. Yeah, that. yeah, My yeah. My mom was into all this. Shit, um, so. I mean, shit. I guess I better. She introduced me to a lot of really. I better fact stuff. check myself, but yeah, Soviet, yeah, Russia. Soviet Russia. That's yep. Who it is. I yep. Remember. But yeah, yeah, I saw. Good stuff. Good stuff. I saw Stalker and I saw Solaris. That was it. Solaris. Yeah. That's a really good that. one. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. it opens with a. Uh, it's a science fiction movie, but it opens with a fucking. Um, like a nature like mm-hmm. scene and then it, it cuts out and it's like mm-hmm. a tank and a spaceship i just think that was that's such a beautiful opening because it really kind of sets the tone was that oh probably i mean yeah, 2002 they remade it um, <sighs> have you seen uh, george clooney <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that until this oh my god i didn't either oh it's so depressing he started on Roseanne, you know, I think. They can remake anything these days, huh? I mean, they could. Why bother? Just start new. I think, the, new I think the day Pulp Fiction 2 comes out, I'm going to raise some hell. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I think it's great, though. I love watching uh, how Star Trek's evolved over the years. And they've created, like... So do you think that's for a good thing, bad thing? What do you, How do you feel about all that? I, know, I think it's a, I think it's a mostly positive thing. That's good. Um, so... Because you can always do something new with science fiction. So, but uh, what I really love is um, they have this new show called Bicard, sorry called Picard, which is about John oh, Picard, yeah. who was in the Next Generation in the nineties. That's the that really the really new one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's one from uh, there's Star Trek Discovery, which is kind of uh was completely separate from the next generation it's, it's set before the time of captain kirk's enterprise from show from the 19 fucking 60s which i obviously wasn't there to grow up with mm-hmm. however uh they made a lot of movies that i did grow up with that were in the 80s and 90s and 2000s and things like that so but in any event um unrelated to this is the the next generation and the next generation uh, had Captain Picard, oh, and yeah. Riker, mm-hmm. and, uh, all that shit. Those... We were talking about Corey Feldman earlier. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton was uh, one of the boy. He was the main character in uh, Stand by Me with with Corey Feldman. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen Stand by Me. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. He was the kid who's Jordy Lachance, who's mm-hmm. older. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's the narrator. He's the narrator, the yeah. writer is what they call him in, in this in the movie, which is God, I think, this is so loud. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I feel like my my guess. Minute, it'll uh, it'll make me completely different. <laughs> so, yeah, even now, like, that's not even a full centimeter. I don't think. Anyway, uh, 
So he played uh, Gordy Lachance, and he's also um, Instant Crusher in uh, The Next Generation. And he was still a teenager when he was filming this, and for me growing up, I thought it was great to see this this teenager who's a little bit older than me, and mm-hmm. he was doing all these great things. I thought he was a fun character. A lot of people had a lot of hate on Wesley Crusher, who was the character. I, ha- I have kind of heard that in, like, meme yeah, form almost. Yeah, I think that mostly they were probably jealous of, they wanted to be that kid, I think. I don't know. I, I might be totally wrong, either or, um, but he's a, a really great actor in person and talks a lot about, about positive mental health and deals with mental health subjects himself, and it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, I'll have to show you uh, if you haven't seen one of his articles recently. But he's a really, a really great guy. Uh, I think he's almost, I think he's almost fifty years old now. If he's not fifty now, it's just bizarre as shit to me. So he hosts yeah. the Ready Room, which is a, a discussion show about the episodes of Picard. Okay. So it's got to be meta, meta, because now he's the host of a show that talks about. A fake character, Captain McCard from the show he was on when he was a kid, like thirty years ago. So, does he have anything to do with that show, Picard, or is no, he just not yet? I hope they do. I really, I think it would be an amazing, fortuitous moment if they include nostalgic. Him. Not just no beyond that. I think that it would capital. I think a lot of people could make a lot of money off of this. I think it would be cathartic, and I think it would be nostalgic, and I think that the Wesley Crusher character was interesting enough to draw people in. Because me as a young kid, seeing this older boy, slightly older boy, this teenager in Starfleet, really kind of drew me into the series. I couldn't attach myself to 45-year-old Captain Picard at the time. What did I have? Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it was great, and it was really good. What do you think about Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Do you you like the new ones, too? All of it? How do you feel so, about all um, that? I'm, I really liked the last one. Really? It was upsetting. That, that, uh, I don't know. Me, I don't want to. Sp- more than one, so. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think Wait, it, it's been a while now, don't you think? Did you grow up with Star Wars? I, I, I had to <coughs> it, Yeah, I grew up with it. I guess that's why I hate it. Show you? Well, I grew up with the originals. The original three? Yeah, and I went to go see the newer ones in theaters when they came out, too. I I mean, they weren't great, but I mean... They're not my shows, but... I don't don't know. People's lives, and if they like them, they like them. I don't like them that much, but they... Well, I'm just going to come on and say it. The... The... um, Who is it? Not... uh, Palpatine. How they brought Palpatine back in that last one? I just think that... They could have done it better. Well, no, I didn't even see the new movie, but even just, like, reading that. You you knew it already. You knew it from the original movies. What do you mean? Palpatine was in the original movies. No, I understand that, but, like, to to bring him back like that? I know. That just sounds, like, late. That's lazy writing. lazy writing. And I think I was trying to They didn't even have to necessarily, but I see the value in doing it. It's just that they kind of. Can you imagine having a team of top notch writers and then resorting to it? Like, yeah. I, think I would, as writers, as creators, would do it differently, but. I, yeah, I feel like I could think of something better than that. Like, <laughs> do something else, man. Do or, something else. or, you know what you should really do? Just let the fucking thing die and make something else. That's what I think, anyways. 
I think they had to complete the story, and I think that was important uh, for. So I guess for the arc. I guess that's another question: Is the story completed, or is there leeway for more sequels? Is anybody's story really completed? That's true. That's because a good point. It's after we die; it's it's the generations that come after us. So there's always a connection to the past. Does it have to be Ella Skywalker? No, but I mean, you know, the reality is, I mean, rip. Uh, Oh gosh, what's her name that plays? Uh, you talking about Ray? Yeah, what's her, I, I forget her last name before, but either way, she's a good actress. She's a great. I'll actress. give her credit. I love, I love all of those actors. I think they're just brilliant, and uh, I kind I like how they took the the limited footage they had of uh, Princess Leia and made her, you know made it valuable and made the princess a warrior and, and made yeah. it clear that she was not just a princess, you know, as she never was from the very beginning. She's the one who saved those boys' asses when they allegedly came to rescue her. So, I mean, let's not pretend she was any ordinary princess, but... That was really sad when she died, Carrie yeah. Fisher. I remember oh, that. Yeah, yeah. It was really sad. You know, she was married to Paul Simon. Oh, uh, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a big story there. Hmm. And of course, Billy Lord picked uh, her daughter picked up the the slack a lot for her. So did did Carrie die and then her mom? Is that how it happened? Yeah, like two days later. Yeah, or I thought it was like the 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 day uh, the day no, after. I think it was actually like two days later. Hey, let's look it up. Um, let's I fact check remember, ourselves. I remember it being <laughs> two days later, like her mom died. Um, so let's see. So she died. Oh, she died later than I thought she did. I thought she died Christmas Eve. It was around then, I think. Oh, she, yeah, it says she died 27th. Yeah. So she she died December 27th, 2016. Oh, there was a lot going on at that time. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy time. No, yeah, I remember. I, yeah. 2016 I was a crazy fucking that, year. Yeah, both you and I were not really all the way. Debbie, or, Debbie Reynolds, that's right. That's the one that died? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, oh, yeah, she died the next day. Oh, 28th. Jesus, that's even sooner than I thought. That yep. Immediately the next day. So she and died at 84. Her brother Todd, who's still alive, and her daughter, um, Billy Lord, uh, who was in Star Wars as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe she has a role in it. She's wrote some really great articles about her mom and her grandma and things like that, but mostly about her mom. Okay. Really good stuff. No, this is I yeah, I just I remember that. Very interesting stuff. I'm very sad that she passed both of them passed away. I was very sad, yeah. But Carrie Fisher was a badass bitch. Oh, she was great. Fuck yeah. Um uh, yeah, she was just brilliant and I mean for more than I, I think she was a brilliant comedian. Yeah, she was really sassy, yeah. you know, but like in a good way. Yeah, she had some of her own independent uh, production she put out that were really good and I can't remember but she talked about her her interesting family history yeah really tied in the, the Hollywood in various ways and um, about her bipolar disorder and oh other, I did not know that yep and other problems that she had I do believe it was bipolar disorder but she struggled a lot with a lot of problems and mm -hmm. um, about the Hollywood machine about being a woman in Hollywood and things like that especially at that time it's the same it's sort of the same now, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot more protected, I guess, now on some level, which isn't saying much, by the way. 
Yeah. But I can't imagine being, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher in 1979 or whatever year they had that yeah, Star that Wars. So. We talked about George Lucas and the casting uh, decisions to put her in the, the slave outfit. Oh, yeah. Like um, there, I remember there was a behind-the-scenes footage thing where um, yeah. they talked about her taping her... <laughs> All of her under, like her underwear was tape yeah, essentially. Sure. I mean, that happens in, in modeling too. So I'm yeah. not, not horribly surprised. My sister was a model. So I know that really? She That's interesting. Like, yeah. Um, she did some acting and was a, a little bit of a model for a hot minute. So I had some exposure to that and I was very surprised. But um, um, it's interesting that uh, uh, women still have problems like that today, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's 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 weird. It's weird. I mean, most of my guy friends, I can't imagine them making decisions these guys ever made. But I you ever, uh, well, you know, Fight Club, obviously. Oh yeah. You know Chuck Palahniuk, yeah. that author. Um, yeah, he wrote a book. The well, the first book he ever wrote was called Invisible Monsters, and it's actually a. I think I've read that. Book. Um, it's about um a group of models and one of them gets her face blown off and they can they um she gets surgery and surgery and everything but she still doesn't look that great yeah take some of that um yeah just you can drink all that that's um but anyway no the, the, uh, she's a model and they perform this scams where they go around all these rich houses and they steal uh prescription medication and they sell them and they make money it's a really interesting book. I highly recommend it. Um, I would like to know like the name of this so I can look at it later. Oh, uh, Invisible Mind. Yeah, I... Um, I mean, I won't remember right now, but you can tell me later. Okay, yeah, cool. It's really good. Um, really disturbing, but... Um, a lot of good shit. Um, let's see. Another thing I kind of wanted to ask you. Um, do you have, like, a favorite actor? Oh, that's a hard one, too. So I've got several, just like I've got several favorite movies... Um, Fight Club, interestingly, you, you mentioned uh, Fight Club. I really like Fight Club. I've always loved Fight Club. It's I've owned the DVD, the same DVD since like 1999 or whenever <laughs> it came out. I seriously, when I was four, <laughs> the world. it's one of the very few things I have a nostalgic connection to. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, Helena Bonham Carter was fabulous in that movie. Mm. If you remember. Oh, she's great. She's, she's a great amazing. actress. I love that woman. Um, I ironically, I do like Brad Pitt. I think he's underrated. I think he's a really good actor. I saw the Ed Astra movie. And Wait, the what? Ed Astra, one of his newest, and it's a very new movie. Oh, I did see something about that. Yeah, so I haven't seen it. But. I wasn't. I liked it, and I saw once, once upon a time in Hollywood. And of course, Brad Pitt took home the yeah. The uh, I don't know, best actor. Well, best probably just best like supporting. Oh, well, yeah, Joaquin I don't took really care best. About all that stuff, though, but it, it was nice to see somebody I'd like to win. Something. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not near as relevant. Yeah. These days, I mean, yeah. who really gives well, a fuck? It, you know. Well, a lot of people do, but <laughs> artists, we don't give a shit, so. Yeah, I mean. Like, no. But who else? Uh, God dang. I actors, that's right. We were talking about actors. I, I like so many, so many actors. Um, and I'm assuming when you say actors, because I put them all in kind of male and female, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no. I, nowadays, I, I think actors are actors. No I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I would probably say Jack Nicholson, personally. Oh. Yeah, I mean, 
don't even know how many more years we have with that guy, but I hope well, he's no. Well, and that's kind of the thing is he's really like his career's aged well with him. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a way, he plays like uh, was it about Schmidt? Um, <laughs> it was. I didn't see a lot of it. Oh, that that's a great fucking movie. Yeah, he's hilarious in that. I mean, yeah, the plays the plays the disorder really well. With OCD. I'd like Sigourney Weaver a lot now that you mentioned. Oh yeah, Alien, right? Uh, All those movies. Aliens, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in Ghostbusters. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) She was very versatile. Uh, There's a movie with um, Harrison Ford go back circling around to Star Wars. Harrison Ford, of course, played Han Solo. And she was in a movie with Harrison Ford uh, called Working Girl, where she played the evil boss. Really? Like or so. Yeah. It was really good movie. Hmm. Really good movie. And uh, she, she's from a lower socioeconomic class background, and she has an opportunity and takes it and fucks over all of her evil corporate bosses and things like that. And makes a name for herself and does really well. And it was with um, Harrison Ford and Melanie Griffith was the lead. That's a really great movie. And you should watch hmm. it, Coleman. It's really good. You would like it a lot. And that's how I know she's a really versatile actor because she's been in more than just Aliens, um, more than just Ghostbusters as the damsel in distress. He was also a, not only the badass in Alien, Aliens, or the Alien franchise, but also uh, um, she was in Working Girl. And played somebody who did really well uh, with her life, and she she played really well. She's just a really good actor, and I really respect her work. Hmm. I guess I I don't know. Yeah, she is good. I love uh I love Finding Dory. Did you see that movie? I have not. Seen that oh my movie. god, that movie's seen. fucking great. Who's in it? Uh oh. Uh, well, there's a part. <laughs> So there's a part in the movie where um, they're like at this uh, this like aquarium or whatever, and the person in the loudspeaker is Sigourney Weaver, and she's like, "Hello, I am Sigourney Weaver." Blah 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 oh blah, blah 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 blah. And it's just hilarious. That sounds hilarious. You know, it's one of those what, things is that there Pixar. Is to this movie, or is it just? Uh, yeah, Dory. Uh, they, what they kind of play in the whole mental disorder thing really well into it, which I appreciate personally. Um, her oh shit the incense fell damn that was weird um but they play into the mental disorder aspect really well um kind of like that borderline edd other shit no i I thought it was really touching i thought it was a great fucking movie um really touching (laughs) but i don't know (sighs) it's just so many i i can't even begin to the my library for great movies and actors is vast. Um, Citizen Kane, obviously, being one of them. Oh, that is such a great... Oh, my God. Filmmaking for learning how things operate and how people think. How they view movies. So really yeah, it, it really redefined... Casablanca. You know, I think it's overrated, personally. I used to think that, and then I watched it like 10 years after I thought that, and I was like, this is one of the great See, and, and that's the thing I haven't seen in a long time, so maybe I just need to suck it up and watch it again well yeah it it would be good to do that 
Um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I've always wanted to see that. That's always kind of one of those. He that's like it, you like uh, Sir Poitier and the what? And you like Sidney Poitier and Lawrence and uh, oh gosh, what are all those other actors? Same genre, same era. Like spaghetti western kind of stuff. You're talking about? Not really. I never. Well, I never saw Lawrence Sir, Arabia. Sir with love, uh, with Sidney Poitier was uh, another classic. <laughs> I'm not familiar uh, with that one. British, Unfortunately, I, I don't remember if it's British here or there, but really good. Really close to your mic, but it depends on where I'm at. It's, it's yeah. Um, I've been experiencing a lot of technical difficulties this week. It's weird. Last week we were fine, and then my. Yeah, right. Something. My my soul episode. It was all right, but I had to work around a lot of issues editing. You haven't um, lost Picard, though. I'm really surprised. No, I have not. Do you remember the Next Generation? Did you watch that growing up? Or uh, yeah. Oh, on? hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I watched that like quite a bit. This. You would like this a lot. It's kind of taken everything, made it less spaghetti western outer space and it's okay very, now it's very it's more serious serious emotional and it's you know i kind of miss that spaghetti western vibe though that's what i like about tarantino is he really brings that back in a lot of his movies he's well, able to later and and uh, picard's dealing with reality now how it is now so yeah I, I see what you mean so you liked once upon a time in hollywood though, assuming I don't know if it if it had an actual plot, I probably would have liked it a lot more. But that's how I felt. It was him living a voyeuristic exactly. Life yeah, which is nice. I appreciate it, yeah. but I don't think it's his best movie by any means. Hateful Eight. Now that was a great fucking movie. With the the Kurt Russell. And yep, Kurt Russell, Samuel. Yeah, oh yeah. Really uh, I remember seeing that in theaters, and uh. Oh my god! Well, that was, well, that was when they he released it in like the what was it like thirty five millimeter or whatever. Um, he 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 released it in this, yeah, he released it very limited across the U S. and like these, um, and he like he made the theaters reconstruct their um, their projector and everything to fit his film. And we all went to go see it in floor, and I just remember it's like it's thin. And like you were watching it, and it was like the entire your entire eyesight was just filled with this, you know, all your peripheral was just to that on. It was filled with the film. It was a very interesting experience. I really appreciated it. And I just thought it was great. Like, um, you know, unlike how, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was like a play. You could have made a play out of that movie. You could have put that on a stage. You know what I mean? It, had, it was more focused on the plot, what was going on, the dialogue, and those are what really makes a great movie. I mean, at least a big part of it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really racking my head at, at... I know we like most of the thing... Artist, his, arti artistic things, so... Uh, yeah. I'm... I'm it's been a long day, and I'm trying to recognize. There's just so many people I like, artist-wise, that are oh, yeah, I mean, and, and producers, writers. Um, it's endless. I know. I really, I really like um, Rick Drew, who wrote a lot on the original MacGyver series and some other things. A lot of the Canadian production houses are just amazing with how well they write. Um, and we've seen a lot of this stuff as Americans that had no idea it was ever. A bunch of Canadian writers are filmed in Canada or whatever. Vancouver, a very convenient place to film. Yeah. Um, I've heard that's a party, Vancouver. 
Well, things are getting away from just being LA centric or even New York centric, whatever. Yeah, I would agree. We have technology in our connected world now. We can. We don't have to be limited by what people can afford to do in one area. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we were just talking about that in the other podcast when I had uh, um, Jackson Place and Jay Smooth on, oh, talking yeah, about the, how the young uh, rapper who wasn't even from here. Yeah. And he was. I was interested in his story because he was talking about. Coming from other places now, Des Moines is up and coming. And yeah, grew up in China. Weird. Saw his. I thought that was the craziest thing. He saw his dad in a movie. <laughs> dad? Is that my dad? Oh, hey! Can I come live with you in China? Oh my god! Wow. What a weird experience. I can't imagine that kind of life. <sighs> Crazy shit. But anyways, the point being that um, we don't need. We don't have the limited. Um, frame rate with technology that we might have 20 25 30 years ago i mean there's a film scene here with with a lot of people that try to put up a lot of yeah. productions and things like that so i mean there's there's endless opportunity where you are it just depends on what you want to make of it yeah if you want to be an artist of some way and you feel like the only way is to compete with all these other assholes that come to la or new york or whatever you don't have to do that anymore. Things are different now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the power of the internet. It's really going to... Interconnectivity and other things, so... Yeah, it's yeah. coming. It's happening. Um, so, I, I know you didn't want to talk too much about this, but I am curious. Um, you're in school for writing currently. Is that oh, correct? Yeah. Or what's so, so, what's going on with that? Uh, just writing. Got lucky. They let me into a program, and I'm able to write when I'm not at work. That's awesome. So it's like, what's your, you were talking about kind of a writing process. Like what's your, like, how do you go about writing? What do you write so about? Hard. So I do creative writing. Okay. Um, it requires a lot more real world knowledge than you would ever know. So yeah. everything is, I mean, you have to learn all the things you learn with the regular writing. Of exactly. And things like that. You have to paint a scene yeah, with and then you have words. To paint a scene and, mm -hmm. and you have and things that Americans are actually, ironically, not that great at. Because you don't show emotions that well. So, uh, but, uh, you have to enter a writing or artistic program to learn how to display emotions appropriately in the creative arts. Because um, hmm. Americans actually don't show emotions that well compared to the rest of the world. So, no, it's true. Um, yeah, a lot of severity. Not se yeah, severity. And we have fake veneers. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, like you're acting. Yeah, it was like, um, going back to Honey Boy, how he's talking. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I, I act all the time. Like, how can I have a therapy session? It's an old acting axiom that all of us act actually all the time. I was not surprised to see that in the movie. I do have a little bit of background in being able to be a small part of some productions and really, yeah. Why don't you talk about very small? Talk about that experience. Like I've never, um, you know, I've done my own independent YouTube videos, I guess, and that kind of shit. But I've never really been on oh, never set. Been part of a team or anything. No. Well, that's more like talk uh, about that. My roommate, who can tell you more about probably being, you know, an actor in the set, but being behind the scenes in a set and things like that, are kind of along the lines of, uh, I don't know, what you learn from how we express ourselves, and if the actors aren't believable, part of it might be the writers, but. Mm -hmm. Showrunners, producers, directors, all that stuff. 
we seem to be, uh, I mean, like I said, we're hesitant to show emotions in America. Yeah, it's real definitely. That we, it, it's quite an endeavor to express it in writing or to, uh, be an actor on the show, so. Well, that, that's really cool that you, um, I really hope to get him on the podcast sometime, but I know Jay Bash does quite a bit. I would be great, yeah, if Jay could... If he's if he's ever free, <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He he's just he works. He works. He he's he's he works hard what he does. Yeah. yeah, beer. I would love to have him on just for like a like a whiskey or a beer connoisseur kind of thing where we just like we try different kind of selections and just have a good time with that. That'd be fucking awesome. I'm gonna uh, go for a second. Oh, okay, cool. Well, actually, can you hold on? Oh, okay, no. no. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> here i'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit we're, i think we're gonna watch one last youtube video here um just to wrap this up and then we're gonna um we are going to probably hit up because i think we've i know we had kind of some issues but i think we're like almost at a three hour mark so this is probably the longest episode that has aired thus far and Teresa's microphone is falling um I've already said it once, and I'm going to say it again. Check out those events next weekend, Friday the 13th at Mafia Muse at 9 p.m. Tickets are $7 in advance, $10 at the door. You cannot fucking beat that shit. That's, that's cheap as hell. You still have plenty of money for drinks to have a great time, motherfucker. And then, if that's not enough for you, you can go shamrocking in Ankeny the next day. I mean... <laughs> fuck who needs to live in la or new york when you live right here in des moines iowa give me a fucking break 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 if i can even talk don't come see me live i won't be able to talk um but yeah i'm just filling up that air <laughs> waiting for our guest it's been a great night it's a beautiful day out today. This is being filmed on a Saturday. Saturday, March 7th, I believe. Maybe 6th. I really don't know. I feel like I should know that. Uh, yep, I was right the first time. Today's the 7th. As This is being filmed, hopefully on the 8th. And our guest is back. Coming back. Oh, she's going to grab some alcohol first. Maybe. Or something. There you go. Finish it off. I'm not going to drink any more of that. <laughs> what? A glass? Um, no. I am limited. I don't. I really don't drink that much coffee. Yeah, I, shit. I feel like I feel like in an hour I'm gonna have a panic attack or something. That's true. But I don't know when my when my blood gets pumping and I get my adrenaline going. I just uh, I just happen to go a little, little nuts. What was that? just what the army needs god no um i have now anyone that might be listening i i i have a lot of respect for people who are in the military and people who commit their 
time to that. But I would not be a good fit for the military. I do not think. <laughs> I I think someone with underlying mental illness um, should probably think of a different career path other than the military. I think. Um, going to computers or um, factory work. Something very menial. Not a lot of uh, emotional stress. <laughs> and we are back with Parker or Teresa. We're just going to refer to her as Teresa. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to steal the rest of this. Yeah. You, you go for it. Go for it. All right. So, have you seen anything about this um, ex mob boss thing on BuzzFeed? Do you, do you follow BuzzFeed at all? Yeah, I do. And I know who you're talking about. Yes, I've seen them all. Okay, so you have seen this guy. Um, I talked about him a couple he, days he's ago. Great. He's he looks way younger than what he he's he's old as shit, but he looks. Oh, like is he? he? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but no, why digress? Go ahead. Yeah. So this is this was posted very recently. Is this a joke? I haven't seen this bad. one yet. I'll tell I know you what. it's uh, Fra- Michael Franzese or whatever. Well, the thing is, YouTube called him out because they called him an ex mob boss, and he wasn't even like close. He was like... He uh, was, but... He wasn't necessarily a mob boss, I guess, is the point. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's check this out. Ex-mob boss. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't know. This belongs on the dark web for sure. <laughs> There's a documentary about this guy long before this YouTube. I mean, I knew who he was. So. I, I didn't know who this guy was. I never heard of him. Yeah, Michael Frenzy. Because I've decided to return to the dark web. Yay. I made a couple of videos now about the dark web, and those experiences oh, were fairly fruitful. Oh my case, God. Know That's the fuck you're talking about. But I also recently made a series of videos with a former mafia member named Michael Franzese. <laughs> Michael and I have since become fairly close friends. He is one of my two favorite Michaels on my phone. Actually got to think it, and I got oh, there you go. This guy is so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> close friends, so my ass. Ah, Oh my god. Social media maybe. Oh, it's great. Yeah, for real. I mean, we're all lucky in a sense, so. Yeah. There's plenty of other people taking his place, though. I am a former But that's bullshit about him being called out though. I can tell you he was a real person. I'll tell you why I know all this later. I really will. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, let's... Jesus Christ, this is so... That's so Okay, let's get... So, you know, having that in my head, I'd be afraid afraid to use any of this. I don't like it at all. No, I don't... No doubt, guys on the street would be using this. If this was, you know, an avenue for them to commit their activity, they would do it. No doubt about it. They'd probably get caught at some point. So this is a drug now. So give me your thoughts on this. And all this stuff. So they're selling Xanax, amphetamines, 
So this is amphetamines. A, a drug dealer's Sling those amphetamines. He's all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He's like 80 years old. I'm not kidding. He doesn't look like he's 80 years old. Look how old he is. Yeah, fuck this video. Let, let's that, see. Let's, <laughs> let's let's um let's do what we do best and do some black hole in here, huh? Oh, there you go. Um, let's check this guy out. But um. There you go. He said in the last video that he, um, the idea of the horse head sounded really cool. And yeah. did you know that in that movie, in The Godfather, um, that's an actual horse head? I didn't mean to know that, but now I That is true. Um, the producers went to a... Um, not very squeamish, though, so it doesn't... Okay. Well, short, long story short, the producers went to a place where they were going to slaughter these horses anyway, and they like, picked out a horse and everything. Yeah, it was something like that. It was something really uh, weird. And it got ice, shipped you know, over and brought, brought it over in ice and everything. Yeah, 51. So that would be um, 68. Still, he looks pretty fucking he good for 68. Especially for being an ex uh, yeah. mobster and. Uh, well, he went um, to prison. And yeah, he, he went to prison, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, okay, so. There's a lot of echo yeah, on both these mics. Anyway, uh, this guy, no, he's real. I mean, obviously, you can tell. Uh, what they're, if they're criticizing the fact that he wasn't the top of the combo, the captain of the captains, I mean, I'm part Italian, I can tell you what that means. But anyway. You are part Italian. Well, Interesting. I know, weird, right? Did you like but, the Sopranos? I like the acting and thought it was really good. I mean, I don't glorify that lifestyle at all. I think it's stupid as shit. Yeah, no, I... I, die. I think that's kind of the whole point of... Um, well, I don't know. I think that's the perspective a lot of them try to put out when they make those kind of movies. I, I grew up with the Godfather uh, from my mother who loved movies too, so Godfather was really good. Oh, it's a great um, fucking movie. Yeah, the acting with The Sopranos was supreme, though. I don't care about... I mean, the stories were good, but they're all stories we've heard before. The only thing I hadn't heard before was uh, uh, bringing the personal life more in with the uh, Tony Soprano's kids, and also with the therapist. That was an interesting angle on all yeah. So yeah, it really was. I was yeah. rewatching the show recently. Were you? Did, what, from it's a, it's on Prime. Is it? I mm -hmm. have to watch it. Oh, and again, I have very limited. Yeah, I mean, I don't have Netflix, so, um, I don't know, I just don't, I, I like Hulu too much. I just watch a lot of Seinfeld. Yeah, that's why I've been, that's why I've been binging on lately, lately. Um, Podcasts and Seinfeld. There you go. <laughs> Cole and I are good friends and have been for a, a few years now, yeah. and but we have a... Not a giant, a little bit of an age difference, and so it's funny to me to see him, like, these things when I was a teenager, I think, when, and he's a grown man, just experiencing I get that from a lot of people. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Yeah, like, what year were you born? He's not even 30 yet, so, I mean, you know... But whatever. I don't like any of the shit, I like, and that's not true, I don't not like any of the shit, but I don't like a lot of the shit that's... Um, comes from my day and age. I just don't. I'm not into what it. Comes from here, though. I mean, it comes from here. It comes from like our we generation. We don't pay for TV anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. So I mean, so we pick and choose. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, you can 
be, you can still be persuaded by those in your same age group. Yeah, exactly. Like people that, that stupid TikTok video are like, they're trying mm -hmm. to tell you what's cool and what's not, what you're supposed to care about, what you're not. Exactly. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You're dumb, whatever. That's kind of how I feel, like, about everything. Yeah. Like, it's, fuck it's you, I don't healthy. care. That's really smart and healthy. Yeah, like when it comes to a lot of music, uh, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to diss anyone, but like I'm not into Travis Scott. I think he's really overrated. What the fuck is that? You never heard of him? Well, we heard of him, well we're not gonna play him, really but uh, yeah, we don't it's like mumble rap kind I of. Trust you. Yeah, no, yeah. I trust him already. I don't like mumble. I just, I, I don't <laughs> like <laughs> well, I like Logic though, and you don't. So no, I, oh no, I like Logic. You like Logic? Um, I just don't like his sing songy stuff. That 1-800 song is really sing-songy. Sing I think so. But he like... Well, yeah, but that, that song, uh, what was it, Homicide? Like he, Homicide? He, Homicide with is Eminem. That, is that the new, new one? That's, a, that's, that's yeah, I think that's his newest shit. Like, Confessions <laughs> of a Dangerous Mind, that album. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, that was like last year. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, well... I like that shit, though. That's, 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 no, I mean, no, Logic's the shit. His background, um, like, you know, um, biracial. Not that that really matters, but... It, 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 play, it does matter because it plays a prominent part in his songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he kind of... He's able to, like, distinct between the two. That's why I like about Joyner... Yeah, like, um, that's why I like about Joyner uh, Lucas, Jordan too. Lucas, yeah, yeah, I like Lucas. Um, I do like him. He's able to play both sides yeah. really well. And, you know, it doesn't matter how you feel about whatever. It's, it's good to have an open discussion. You, you don't mind playing. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff to do that. Yeah. Well, we've gone for quite a bit. I think we can probably call this call this an episode, huh? Yeah. This has been some great fucking content. Um, I hope so. We we'll have to edit the fuck out of it, though. So. Oh, edit. That's your job. So. Oh, just what you mean with the sound? Fuck yeah. up. Uh, we'll work around it. No You'll fix it. We're gonna we're gonna be fine. Yeah. Uh, you're dealing with a professional here. I believe you. Um. Okay. Well, with no further ado. Um, let's wrap this shit up. Um, <laughs> no, this was an awesome time. I think this is probably the record so far for an episode. So thank you so much, Parker Teresa, for coming on. Um, stay tuned. Next episode, we're going to have D Wavy on the show. That's going to come out Friday the 13th. And then Pac-Man around here is going to come out March 14th. That's Saturday. And then I've already said this a million times, but watch out for those two shows. Friday the 13th, the same days as the podcast are coming out. Mava Muse, Conscious Kickback at 9 p.m. Friday the 13th. Shamrockin' on March 14th. And Ankeny. Y'all, keep real. Stay happy. Kids, don't do drugs. Y'all, good night. Peace. Peace. Fuck yeah.